Welcome to Sports Central on 88.1 The Bird. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sports Central live on 88.1 FM, the 88.1 The Berg app, 88.1theberg.com, and iHeartRadio. We have a great show for you today. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, CWU men's basketball player Naeem Ladd's going to join us live to talk about our first topic, the Warriors. What's the beef going on over there? And a little bit later in the show, near the end, we're wrapping it up with the Sports Rodeo, as always. If you want to join in on the action, text us 509-963-2311. My name's Austin Lane. Joining me in the studio today, an absolutely wonderful team of Will Ortner, Gabe Strasbaugh, and Danny DeBach. But boys, let's get started with the warm-up. I want to know what taught you pain, patience, and love. Thank you. Next, Ariana Grande. But in the sports world, Will, what do you have? Well, I've got with who taught me love, of course, it's my Portland Trailblazers. I learned how to love them from a young age. They're a good, solid team. A team that's teaching me patience right now is my Seattle Seahawks. I know they're going to be back in the playoffs. Maybe this year, maybe next year. They'll be back soon. They've got a good young defense. They'll be there real quick. And then, of course, who taught me pain? The Seattle freaking Mariners. <laughs> Not only did they blow an 11-game lead this year to miss out on the playoffs again, they're going to go out and they're going to blow up the whole team, and now they've got this big scandal with the one lady and Jerry DePoto saying that they're racist and they're sexist. They just can't figure anything out. Let's just move them to Portland, and then they'll start winning. Gabe, first time on the show. Thanks for coming on. What taught you love, patience, and pain in the sporting world? Well, I'm going to go with athletes. And for the love, uh, the guy who taught me love was Walter Payton. He was someone who showed character on and off the field, and that's why you've got the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. He's personally one of my favorite running backs of all time. Um, someone who taught me patience was Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is, uh, I mean, when he came into the league, he was supposed to be the next Emmett Smith, never became that, and then years and years of pain, and all of a sudden he's finally figured out how to be a 1,000-yard rusher. And as a Saints fan, oh, it's nice to see it finally. And then a player who taught me pain is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the man gets so much credit, and he doesn't do it in the fourth quarter when it really matters. I mean, yeah, he has the games against the Bears, but look at the game against Seattle, third and two, and it's in the dirt. Yep. So that's what I've got. Danny, welcome back onto the show. What taught you love, patience, and pain in the great world of sports? It's great to be back here, Austin. An athlete that taught me love, it's Drew Brees. You look at his story, he injures his shoulder. People question whether he's going to be up there as a starter, starting quarterback in this league. And next thing you know, he dominates the league in passing, touchdowns, and he leads the Saints to a Super Bowl win. So I got to go with Drew Brees. He's a classy man. He's short, uh, a height of 6'0", and with that height, he makes the most of it. And he's not hes not cocky. He's, he's not upfront and selfish about how he plays. So a humble guy, really. Drew Brees, a player I love. And then player that taught me patience, being in the Bay Area and and watching them grow, Steph Curry. From, his, from being drafted in 2009 with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry slowly made his way up to the ranks, and now look at where he is now. He's leading the Warriors as he's won three of the last four championships with, with the team. So Steph Curry, a player that taught me patience, and a player that taught me pain, Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony, Tony Romo. <laughs> he started his career undrafted. And then he start, He played for the Dallas Cowboys first year. He goes into the playoffs playing the Seattle Seahawks, lead, leads his team to a potential game-winning drive, and then sets them up for this field goal attempt. 
and Tony Romo's holding to watch the ball go through the uprights, <laughs> but wait a second, he doesn't watch the, the snap from center, fumbles the snap, and then ends up losing that game, and then there's so much more pain and heartache. The next year against the Giants, he throws a game-losing interception, and week 17, Tony Romo is 0-4 in play-in playoff games, and of course, 2014 with the Dez caught it game where <laughs> Dez supposedly caught the fourth down catch. He did. Which most of us can agree he made the catch. The rule book might not agree with us. But in the end, Green Bay won that game. And then, of course, the year that I personally believe that Dallas was going to win the Super Bowl, I'm sitting in the upper deck of CenturyLink Field on the third play of the game, Tony Romo Injures his collarbone, oh, and I watch in dismay. As yeah, my that's Super the biggest pick. pain. That's the biggest pain. I his w- own pain from injuries. Just watching Tony get hurt and realizing this guy is not going to be the quarter of the Super Bowl winning quarterback we imagined him to be on America's team, Dallas, a team that everyone pays attention to. And you look at Tony Romo and how he made use of of his time there. He performed well, but when it mattered most, he choked. You know, I was actually at that Seahawks game where he dropped the snap. I was sitting in the very top row of the 300 section, and all I could see like, were little tiny ants on the field running around. But I could tell that we stopped Romo before he uh, tried to run it in for that touchdown. Did the, I don't remember. Did Romo pick it up, or did the kicker pick it Romo up? Picked it, it up. It Romo picked Romo. it up. It was Romo, and then, and then, then got Babineau, smacked. Yeah, Babino smacked Big him. Big play Babs, yeah. man. The part that people forget about that play, too, is he didn't get the first down either. That was like fourth and inches. Yeah. He could have gotten a first down, and he still got stopped. Yeah. Don't run, Tony. You're so slow. Well, I mean, think about it. If Tony Romo had won that game, he could have said that he knocked off the defending NFC champions. That was a big game. I mean, despite his little mistake, he did play well in that game. I mean, there were more chances for Dallas to win that game. I think that might have been one of Tony Romo's defining moments in his career, and not a good one, obviously. I would say that's his most known moment, but Gabe, I'm sure as much as you know being a Saints fan, no one comes into Century Lincoln wins, bud. (laughs) Oh, well, we don't don't want to talk about that. (laughs) My one taught me love, one taught me patience, one taught me pain is pretty similar to Will's. The one that taught me love was the Seahawks. Even though they're teaching him patience right now, they're kind of testing my patience a little, but they for sure taught me how to love NFL football 2012, 2013. Even, you know, after that, losing the Super Bowl, it was still going to a Super Bowl. And then it's also teaching me love right now, as well as patience, watching a team be able to be really good and then sort of break down, have some failures and be in this rebuilding mode. And for a team that's rebuilding, they're doing pretty good this season, I would say. The one that taught me patience was the Mariners. So, Will, I'm just kind of taking yours and just putting them in different spots. That seems kind of cheating. So you hate the Portland Trailblazers? Well, no, I just, I'm just yes. i just not a fan. I feel like you should hate the Seattle yes. Supersonics, or OKC, I'm, if you will. I'm getting there. One taught me patience was the Seattle Mariners. I've been alive 21 years now, and the last time the Mariners made the playoffs, I was three, so you can do the math. You know the drought. <laughs> That's so sad. It's a and long time. It's been culminating inside of me. Me and my dad went to the second to last game of the season back in uh, 2014 when we had to beat the athletics and the Rangers had to lose or something crazy had to happen. And seeing Safeco field like that with towels sold out crowd. It was the first time I had ever been to a Mariners game where it sounded as loud as CenturyLink field. I know it's crazy to say, but that was the first time in my life. 
and the last time as of right now that <laughs> I've ever been there. And it was been it has been that loud. And, you know, in Mariners fashion, they had the bases loaded, ready for a walk off hit. And they got a strikeout and then like a ground out to go into extra innings. They cooked it. Yeah. Yep. They Sounds like the Mariners. It. Finally, one that taught me pain, the Seattle Supersonics. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. I mean, I that's a given, this. right? That's a given. How could you Just not? because they left? Because how they were ripped away from the city of Seattle. Oh, well, that's why the NBA gives me pain. The NBA does give me pain, too, actually. I, I mean, and besides just watching it. but Yeah, so the Sonics leaving Seattle. We all know what happened with that. Clay Bennett sort of just coming in and stealing the team. I still call him a little snake as a Seattle sports fan, and I want my Sonics back. I don't know if we'll ever get them back in my lifetime. It seems like every time someone's like, oh, we're going to get them back, it never happens. So they, they're not just teaching me pain from when they left and when they were stolen from us. They're teaching me pain every time we get a chance to get them back, and it's just ripped away again. Oh, we're going to give you the Sacramento Kings. Pain. Oh, we're going to build a new arena, and then we can bring in a team. Chris Hansen. Pain. <sighs> I guess my response, like when you talked about the Kings, I don't want the Kings. See, I don't want to do that to the city of Sacramento. I didn't they care. love their Kings. I didn't care. I was ready to be the Oklahoma City Thunder to Seattle as uh, Seattle is to Sacramento. That's just wrong, man. I was ready <laughs> that is for it. so wrong. For the NBA to You're steal my evil. team. For the NBA to steal my team, I was ready to steal another team. But uh, you don't need, why don't you steal Memphis then? They hate them. Oh, like like don't a, do anything you're a Memphis. Bond villain, dude. The you're Kings, a Bond villain. The Kings oh, were sorry, the one yeah. team. The Kings were the one team that made sense at the time. They were about ready to sail ship. You're why not? Thing. Why but, not take them? But then you're doing the same thing to the city of Sacramento, man. And they get love your the expansion Kings. Team. Get your expansion team. They'll build another expansion team. It just means more money for everyone, team. and that's an what's going to happen eventually. Don't go poach someone else's team because someone took your team. Hold on. You're like the kid who got his ball stolen in the <laughs> like out at recess, and then you went out and found the smaller kid and took his ball. No, I picked him up, shaked him, then he gave my ball back. That's no. how it should be with the NBA. We're trying to make this statement. So we know, we want our Sonics back. We're not watching the NBA until we get our Sonics back. But we are watching the NBA because we need basketball. No. Nobody exactly. in Seattle watches the NBA anymore. Literally Let's zero people watch. Zero game. people watch the NBA. There are it is literally zero. It is a zero. protest. It is a protest to say. I mean, least. I know I know personally my dad protested it as soon as they left. He said, I'm done with the NBA at that that's point. That's how I was, and that's why it's the one that taught me pain. And that's why when you watch like the NBA demographics, when you go to Seattle, there's literally a big like zero people watch. It's crazy. It's like the TVs won't even turn to the NBA. No, they won't. It has to be the only thing on. It's crazy, too, because it it really is one of the better basketball cities in the entire country. It, and we it don't is. have a team. Yeah. Ah, go root for Portland. No. 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 It's, no. It's Why? Why do it's I want to root for a team Portland. that goes third in, the, third in the Western Conference and then gets swept every year? Because you got nothing else to root for, baby. Yeah, I do. I could just root for someone else. The, the better team, at least. If the Mariners had left sure. in the late 90s, who would be who would we be rooting for now? The Giants? The Athletics? No. We wouldn't be rooting for anyone until we got our team back. So you're saying that because, like, if the Mariners, or, like, let's say when the Seahawks almost left, when Paul Allen bought them, so if the Seahawks left, you're just not gonna like any teams. Like, no, no, you're gonna you're gonna like teams. Come on, well, it's well, football, th it's baseball, born, it's basketball. You will find a team to love. If I was born after the Sonics had left, and no part of my life was the Sonics leaving Seattle, I maybe would have grown up rooting for Portland 
because they were the closest team. But why? But is it just because but, of proximity? Be, yes. Yeah. Being born near Seattle and growing up the first you know nine ten years of my life, there was an NBA team in Seattle. Now the last ten years of my life, there hasn't been. I'm not gonna go root for the Portland Trailblazers because there's no Sonics. They also well, don't have any good players. The Blazers have no good players. I mean, literally zero good Lillard. players. They, he's an all pro last year. I know that's it though. First that's team it. all pro. That's it though. CJ McCollum is very good. No, you said stop, they had stop, zero stop, players. Stop they yourself. literally have one of the best backcourts in basketball. Uh, that's you're crazy. You are not, crazy. He's not clutch. All when pro. He gets, when, Who when cares? He he's all pro. Fourth quarters, he doesn't do anything. No, he is all pro. Literally voted on by like. The powers that be in the NBA. He's an all pro player. Okay, but He's just an beca- all-star. Just because Multiple you're all pro all-star. doesn't oh, mean that the rest of the players think that you're that good. I mean, j- you can get into the, like, even in the NFL, you can get into the Pro Bowl even if you don't deserve it. How do you determine who deserves it? And you said no good players. If you he's watch a first the games. Team pro- oh, get out of oh. town. You just said you don't watch the games. I do watch the games. I just don't pay so attention now to you're it. Lying. That- Okay. No, oh, no, right you now. are now lying. All right, now. You are lying to the great people of Ellensburg. Okay, well, I'm not going to watch the NBA over the NFL, but I do watch the NBA. Okay, so and you admit I, when that I watch, watch Trailblazers games, McCollum never shows up when it matters. Oh, my goodness. He has multiple 40 point games. Okay, but just because you're patting those stats doesn't mean that you're making plays when it matters to He's win the games. And that's when you got to rely on Lillard. He fell apart in one series. It's okay. It happens. We're the Blazers. We're used to losing. That's my point, though. They fall apart. But they still made it. That's all they need. They're second in the West right now. Oh, that was good. Yeah, we like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well done, we're guys. gonna t- we're gonna take a break. That's one of the greatest warm ups I've ever had. But on the other side of this quick break, we're bringing in CWU men's basketball guard Naeem Ladd to join us. We're talking about that Warriors beef right after this break on Sports Central. You're listening to 88.1 The Berg, your music central. It's DJ BWT. We're out here talking today about how much we hate sports. Sports is just the absolute... Oh my gosh, our radio DJs just don't get it. Sports broadcasting is much bigger than music. When's the last time Taylor Swift made you feel like watching Tom Brady get sacked? And even though Rick Ross looks like a defensive tackle, he can't entertain you like Vince Wilfork in overalls. This is it, Chief. The show you've been waiting for, Sports Central, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Ugh, Austin, you're such a meathead. Shut up, Benito. The Sports Central on 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back into 88.1 The Berg, your music central. Not only your music central, but also your sports central. Austin Lane here in the studio with Will Ortner, Gabe Strasbaugh, and Danny DeBach. Unfortunately, Naeem Ladd could not make it in today, um, but we're going to do the segment on the Warriors now. This is our first topic of the day. After all that beef the this past week, you got KD and Draymond, two players in the NBA that you could say hotheads. You can call them whatever you want. That's what I'm going to call them. But the real question, is this the beginning of the end for the Warriors? I believe that it is. I think the end of the Warriors are here. If you listen to this KD interview, he's He's mad about this topic. I mean, listen to this. Kevin, with having another game to play and having some dialogue, how do you characterize how things are with you and Dream? Don't ask me about that again. He literally doesn't want to talk about it, probably until the offseason, until he can get out of Golden State. And as soon as KD leaves Golden State, who else is going to leave Golden State? 
I don't know. Who? Everyone. I don't think anybody. Not everyone. They don't need to leave Golden State. Why would you leave Golden State? Because the the chemistry obviously isn't there. Yeah, but but they're dominant enough to where it's not going to matter. But it's Golden. I mean, they they did win a championship without KD. I don't see why they couldn't do it again with the team that they built. Through Steph and Clay and all those guys, but the team they built with Steph and Clay without KD, they still had chemistry. They still liked each other. Take a look at this. You take a look at Draymond and KD. If you're a player on the Golden State Warriors and you're not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, who would you side on? The main scorer who scores all the points and is one of the front runners for MVP, or Draymond, who's who's a great player, who, mind you, that that's does the job. But he's not up to the caliber of Kevin Durant. Okay, so if you're the Warriors, you got to look at it from this perspective. Obviously, KD's the better player, but KD went into this thing knowing that he wasn't gonna, he he wasn't gonna stick around in Golden State. He went there to get his championships and build a resume, and then so he could go somewhere else and finish his career. I, I mean, if the Warriors, you got to just stick with Draymond because you were the because he's been the mainstay there. And he's going to stay there continuously, regardless of whether Durant stays or he leaves. I don't think that's a given, though. I don't think it's guaranteed that Kevin Durant was going to Golden State just to get rings and then leave again. He might be doing the same thing that LeBron's doing, just trying to set up life after basketball in California. I mean, so many players do that nowadays. That is a good point that you make right there, Austin. Looking at Kevin Durant and the rumors prior to this incident against the Clippers with Draymond, there were rumors that he might be, sh- be he might be shipped off to say the Knicks, or even to L- to L.A. to play I, with LeBron. I mean, if at least if he goes to the Knicks, Spike Lee will have something to do on basketball days. Well, honestly, I think this is a non-issue. I play for a team. I play in a competitive environment. I understand what kind of goes in on the day to day. Teammates fight. Stuff happens. I mean, Kevin Durant, everyone kind of knows he's kind of a little sensitive. He doesn't like it when people talk bad about him. They don't. He doesn't like it when people talk back to him. Draymond Green is a hothead. He's going to do some stuff. He's going to fight. He's not afraid. But at the end of the day, Draymond Green is the ultimate team player. Draymond Green could go out and score 15 to 20 for any other team, but he's going to sacrifice and play defense for the Warriors. I think eventually they'll calm down. They'll hug it out. They'll go and uh, – have some beverages, talk it out, hash it out. They're going to be fine. The Warriors are going to go. They're going to three-peat. And, heck, if this team stays together, they're going to win four or five, well, six, I don't. Seven, I eight, mean, eight, if nine. I'm Durant, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave. I'd just keep tearing it up with rings. Get as many as you can. Exactly. I, agree, I agree with the first part of stuff you said there, Will, that Draymond's a little sensitive, KD's a little sensitive. But the second part is not right. When you have two guys that are negative protons, negative protons don't, get, don't go together. Electrons. You need – Electrons, <laughs> whatever it is, neutrons, protons, electrons. Neutrons are neutral. Protons two of are them positive. don't mesh together, and whatever the two that don't mesh together in science are KD and Draymond Green. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, so they you wouldn't have covalently two, bond together. They don't covalent bond. So the, you're saying the they covalent bond anything. is now ending. Yes. Okay, molecules. <laughs> so I agree with the first thing you said. They're both hotheads, but that's what happens when you have two hotheads on one team. This is what happens. They fall apart. They need to get rid of one of them. Either it's KD or Draymond at the end of the season, or even the middle of the season. Who cares? Dude, I'm telling you right now, they don't need to get rid of anyone. Fights happen. It's This is what happens when you have a team full of alpha males that are going out and trying to be the best that they can. Sometimes you rub people the wrong way. 
It's like in the office when you and I have disagreements. Sometimes we rub each other the wrong way. We're both alpha males. It happens. It's going to be okay. They're going to be fine. They're going to go out and hit 83s a game and win every game by 40. It's going to be fine. They're going to the ship. They're going to get another ring. I would bet my house on it. Will, consider this. You make a valid point about being on an, on a team and, and playing for CW football. But take a look at this example. Kobe and Shaq. In their oh. prime, Kobe and Shaq, they were the force of the league. They were the two alpha males. I'll stop you. Two alpha males. Both those players were one of the were up there as one of the best players in the league in that era. Yep. And they were both playing on the same team and they they had just finished off winning three championships in a row. You look at the Warriors, they've been to four straight championships, winning three of them. And you have this feud between Kobe and Shaq. And once that feud began, once Shaq left the Lakers, the Lakers team for the next three years didn't finish any better than the seventh best team in the West, and they did not go past the first round of the playoffs. So I'm going to stop you right there because that's a whole different situation. That team was Kobe and Shaq. That's it. They didn't have any other big men who were really that good, and they weren't solid in the backcourt. Kobe and Shaq were the reason that they went as far as they did. You look at this Warriors team, you can take away Draymond. They still have Clay, Steph, Kevin Durant, Sean Livingston. Andre Iguodala's old, but he's still halfway decent. They've got good post players, good enough to get them rebounds to get the ball back out to the three-point yard. You take away Kevin Durant, well, you still have uh, Draymond Green, who's a great defender. He saw it. He can go out and lock down with the best of them, arguably the second best next to Kawhi. So when I'm looking at this team, even if they take away someone, they're going to be fine, but that's not what they're going to do. They're not going to trade away their pieces. Why would you trade away a rook for some pawns? That's not happening here, bud. Well, consider this also, Will. You take a look at the atmosphere of the locker room. If Kevin Durant were to leave, that might split up the locker room. And the Warriors as a whole, they might not want to play together as a team because of the split up of Kevin Durant and him leaving the Warriors the way he potentially might. I still think those players are way too dominant. All across the board, they've got players who can go out there and have 40-point games or triple-doubles. So even well, if the locker room gets divided, I still think their talent could take them main, above that. Our, me and Danny's main argument, I think, if I'm getting what Danny's saying, is that those players aren't going to be there. Those players are just going to leave. It's going to be, I hate to say it, but a slippery slope. And but that's why would you leave, a, though? That's usually a logical fallacy, but it's the only thing I could see happening. It, KD leaves because there's no chemistry on for him on the team anymore. Okay, so they brought him in knowing that he's coming here to win a championship, but why would the other guys leave? Steph has no reason to leave, neither does Clay. Everything's falling apart. They're watching it happen. They're yeah, but is it falling it apart just between two people? I mean, it's not like the McNabb and Owen situation where one of them leaves and the entire team falls apart. For the whole team doesn't even want to talk about it, but you know they're taking sides. I mean, come on. You have to take one side or the other here. I don't know if they're necessarily taking sides. I think the upper management is definitely taking care of it. They, and I think they're telling those players, don't ask questions. What saying that to reporters because we don't need to create that negative press. We can deal with our own stuff in our own locker room. Well, while KD didn't want to talk to a reporter, let's hear what Draymond had to say earlier this week. Well, what happened a few nights ago? Um, you know, Kevin and I spoke. Uh, we moving forward. Um, you know, I, I um, think there's no secret that I am an emotional player. You know, I 
I play. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I play with that same emotion. Draymond wants to talk to the reporters about it. This is all Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a snake. Draymond Green knows he's a snake, and he's going to do the same thing he did to the Warriors as he did to the Thunder. He's just going to dip out of there. Well, if you listen to the words that Draymond said, he said, I'm an emotional player. He knows that. He knows. KD doesn't even want to bring it up. No, Draymond right there in that clip is owning that I got a little hot-headed last night. I got a little too far up in his face, up in his grill. They're going to be fine. He's going to take his suspension. He's going to come back. He's going to buy Kevin Durant, like, I don't know, a mink coat or something. And they're going to be fine. This isn't over. This is just, just because a blip Draymond the radar. is okay and talking about it to a reporter doesn't mean they're going to be okay. Kevin Durant literally said, Don't ask me again. He actually said, Don't ask me again. Axe, that's such an interesting phrase. Kevin Durant is the Carmelo you know, that's really to Houston. Frustrating. That is frustrating. Carmelo huh. and Houston, what Carme- we just saw oh, happen, no. is the Kevin Durant of <laughs> no. Golden State right now. No, it is. You get rid of one piece that is causing your team to have all this bad blood towards each other, and you're going to do way better. Can someone no, cut his mic off? You're going to do way better as a team if no. you get rid of that one piece that's causing no, they troubles. are not. Yes. They are a great team. They're going to be perfectly fine. Kevin Durant's ego will be bolstered up. They're going to make sure he feels all right. They're going to pad his stats a little bit. It's going to be fine. Draymond's going to apologize. Kevin will get over himself eventually, and they're still going to win. They have the best point guard in the league. They have one of the best shooting guards. They have the second best small forward. They have one of the best defenders on the team, and we haven't even gotten into how good and how deep their bench is. Oh, yeah. They're no, going the to the ship. They're going, they're going to win it, and if they're smart, they're going to stick together for the next umpteen years and win title after title after title after title because no one in the East can beat them and no one in the West can beat them. Well, I'm going to do something that probably hasn't been said on this show before. Oh, no. You're right. If they played on paper. That's been said a lot, and it's said all the time. I'm very rarely wrong. If they played on paper, but they play on hard court. Oh, my goodness. The Warriors play on hard court. Let's, Let's take a look at this. There's emotion involved. When you play on paper, you look at the physical talents and the attributes of, of Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry's shooting ability. You look at that, but you don't play into to the fact emotion. There's no in, emotion involved when you take a look at playing on paper. Yeah, but that's assuming that you're going to have the, that these players are going to let these petty little arguments, you know, overtake their drive to win a championship. Because I guarantee you their emotion for another ring is a lot bigger than their emotion of just them complaining to each other about some stupid stuff. Can we throw it back to the Mariners? I know it's it's painful. But take a look what happened this year. In a game before the last place Baltimore Orioles, when they before they started their uh, four-game series with them, there was a fight in the locker room or in the, in, in the clubhouse before one of, the, one of their games. They're playing a last-place Orioles team, and guess what happens? They get swept by them. You're comparing oh, oh. apples to oranges. Y- you're it's baseball and basketball. No, he's not. Well, no, no, no. Okay, it's he said the Seattle Mariners. The, the same Seattle... thing is happening no, to the Warriors. The Mariners haven't even made the playoffs sport. since 2001. The, the, We're not the talking Warriors about the playoffs. Like dynasty, We're talking though. about regular season having one guy that throws off the balance of the whole team. Well, yeah, but the Mariners don't have that core together. They haven't proven that they could win together as a team, regardless of good emotion or bad emotion. They were good the first half of the season. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they don't have a track record. We're not going to talk about the Mariners. We're not going to talk about the Mariners. We're talking about the Warriors. 
bad. Well, okay, yes. so then t- to tie it to the Warriors, the Warriors have proven that they can win together, and you can't tell me that through You're a right. bunch of championship look, appearances that they haven't had arguments together. People start to clash. Look at the Warriors' last five games. This beef is causing turmoil. They have lost three out of the last five games, and their two wins are over the Nets and the Hawks. What? How do you explain that? They just lost to the Rockets, a team that is they're, horrible this they're season. They're still number one. They're first in the West. Who cares? It's not a for long. The radar. Not for long. Here My Portland Trailblazers are not yes. taking. Oh, no, they're yes. not. We're not talking about Portland. No. It's a great city, but. <laughs> If we're going to go and talk about, like, we're talking about the Warriors here. It's a blip in the radar. It's a fight. They're alpha males. They're very sensitive to men. It happens all the time. I play in a team sport. I play in the ultimate team sport. I know what happens. I mean, fight. You go. You shake their hand afterwards. You give them a hug and you go, hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong for this. And they look at you and they say, hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong for this. It's going to be Fine, it's, they're going to go out and win the title. It's not even just from the sports. Per- like, if I were to go from my perspective, I played in jazz band for a lot of years. And trumpet players, you know, as a section, you clash together. And there are going to be days where you start, you know, getting on each other, swearing at each other, whatever. But then at the end of the day, you're just like, all right, calm down. Come back the next day. You play. And your section sounds amazing. And you're grooving to the rhythm. I'll have they to say. E minor. If Kevin Durant e minor. was open about this situation, why is he so blunt and close with reporters about this issue. Why because did, because why create bad press? Exactly. Draymond created good press for himself. He no, Draymond created it. good press essentially for the team by just saying he knows I'm an emotional player. Why does Kevin do that? Because KD doesn't need to. He doesn't want what? to. What? It's fine. He doesn't need to do that. He can just go out and say, he I'm actually, Kevin Durant. I don't want to answer that. It's he actually, He actually did not say that. He said, don't ask me again in a poor attitude, poor manner. Just tell him what's up. You're reading too much into what the reporter asked him. Bro. I'm sure he's pretty tired of being you know, hounded by the media ever since he left Oklahoma City. Oh, I'd be tired of it too. But, so why do you think he doesn't want to ask the questions? But if you have an internal trouble with your team right now and you have beef with Draymond Green, Draymond Green at least said, you know, me and Kevin talked, we're going to move forward, which I think is completely wrong, by the way. I think he's lying to the media. And Kevin Durant, you have, who won't even say anything, is obviously out of there at the end of the season. He doesn't even want to bring up to a reporter that they talked and moved forward, just Uh, like Draymond did. I'm not so sure he's going to be out at the end of the season. You're reading too much into this. It's not a big deal. I bet they don't. This happens all the time in the NBA. That's that's exactly. Exactly. It happens all the time. It's alpha males that got upset. It's gonna he's be going to fine. leave. It happened. It happened. No, he's not. It's going to be fine. And if he does, who cares? They're still going to win look, as long look, as he doesn't go to L.A. Let's look oh at what God. Kevin Durant did before when he was with OKC. Look what he did there. He leaves OKC, and there's this split up. And, and the Thunder took a little bit of time to get back to some level of respectability right now. He broke up one locker room. No, he can break no. up a second one. He didn't break up that locker room. That was Russell Westbrook. If we really want to talk about it's that, it's not that's Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant's a little soft, and he took something that Draymond did or said to heart, and it's going to be okay because he's going to get over himself because he's a grown-up and he's an adult male. He's going to figure it out. Draymond's going to figure it out. They're going to hug. They might kiss. Who knows? <laughs> and then they're going to be fine. This team is going to go out. They're going to be first in the West again. They're going to sweep everyone as they go to the Western Conference Finals. Including Portland. I have no doubt. 
I have no qualms oh. about my Portland Trailblazers getting swept by oh. the Warriors. They're going to win in the Western Conference Finals. They're going to win in the NBA Championship. They're going to get the third ring in like five years, and it's going to be amazing. Or fourth ring, whatever it is. I don't care. They are going to win, and they're going to be great, and this is just one thing that no, happened. This is the Water year. Under the bridge. This is the year that the Warriors are going to fall apart, and we're going to see it tonight at 5:30 when they play the Mavericks in Dallas. Dallas is going to win this game. Why? Because there's no chemistry on this team. Goat. Because there's no chemistry on this team anymore, and the Mavericks are going to show that they're a bad team that can beat the Warriors because they're going to fall apart this season. Take it from me. Look at this. I watched Steph Curry grow when he was drafted in 2009, and I've seen him grow into a a revolutionary player. And I believe this is the end of the Warriors. After all I've seen of Steph Curry maturing in the, in the NBA into an, a two-time MVP, three-time champion, even I believe— They're getting old. This is the end of the Warriors as They're we know They're not even it. that old. You They're getting old. You guys are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You guys are crazy. All good things come to an end. That's all I'm saying. They're not going to be able to recreate that magic this year. No, these guys are they're definitely fruit loopy. Just fine. Turn out the lights. All the right, Don Meredith. Over. We did not bring they you on here to sing a song. Andy Don, get off. Much cut his mic. I cut his mic off. Idiot won the Berg. You're <laughs> music you. central. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I cut his mic off, and I agree with him on the Warriors. But you guys are out of your mind if you think the Warriors are just going to run away with we the just, playoffs. No, this we season. just know basketball. They lost to the Rockets. Okay, the Rockets in were also November. in The Rockets it's, were also in the Western Conference Finals. The Rockets are bad right now. It's early November. It is early. They're veterans. They don't care. They know these games don't the, really the matter. Games Look at the Warriors from a couple seasons ago. Look at the Warriors from a couple seasons ago. They would not lose Christmas that game. Day. The Warriors a couple seasons ago would not lose that well, game. Well, yeah, but you fight through adversity. Even the Warriors without KD would not have lost that game early in the okay, season. Okay, but you're also assuming that every Warriors team is going to go like 73-9, and nine, and we're supposed to no. expect that every year. I expect them to lose to teams like the Trailblazers or the Raptors. So why would you not but expect not them the to Rockets lose to the Rockets with guys like James loud. Harden on the team, for crying out loud? Okay, they lost to the Clippers. The Clippers are hot right now. No. It happens. The Clippers, the Clippers are, are you hot. Okay? They're 9-5. and five. You go no. through streaks. It's the NBA. They're going to be fine. They're going to win 50 to 60 games. They're going to be number one. It's a blip in the radar. ESPN is making this a bigger deal, and you guys have jumped on the ESPN cuckoo bandwagon. I'm not jumping on anyone's ba- band. I mean, all you have to do is listen to the Inside the NBA group, and they're agreeing with us on it. It's just not that big of a deal. Shaq says it happens. I don't care what they you have go to through say. It. The Warriors are going to fall apart. End of discussion. No. Nope. Oh, my gosh. You guys, all good things come to an end. How long have they been good? It's Pretty time long. for them to Pretty be bad long. again. No, that's not how it works. They'll be bad once oh, someone I mean, knocks them off. Oh, no one's knocked them off yet. No way. There's no, re- the there's no reason that they're going to fall apart. I mean, the Patriots haven't fallen apart, and they've been good since 2001. Will, earlier you said no team in the East can beat them, no team in the West can beat them. You were probably saying that a couple years ago when the Cavs beat them in the finals. No, I was not because LeBron. But now LeBron is old, and he's in L.A., and L.A. is not beating them. LeBron. L.A. is not beating them. I agree. Exactly. 90% of the time, if LeBron's on a team, I'm going to be like, yes, they're going to win. But this Golden State Why? team, because he's the GOAT. No, he's not. Ooh. You're high. He's top five. Oh, no, dude. He's, <laughs> top the, five. he's the best player to ever grace the hardwood. No, not even close. We were on the same team. Quit trading, Benedict <laughs> Arnold. I'm sorry. I can't agree with that. He, no. He's number five. He just hasn't had his breakfast yet. Goodness gracious. And my coffee. That explains it. And coffee. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 
we're going to be talking about Le'Veon Bell. He's not coming back this season. Whoever drafted him in the first round, you were dead wrong this season. Don't Why'd go anywhere. Do we'll be right back on Sports Central here on 88 One The Berg. Welcome back to Sports Central. Uh, it's the last Sports Central until after Thanksgiving break. I can't wait to go home and eat some turkey for Thanksgiving. Ooh, I love turkey. <laughs> oh, oh, the Saints are going to be cooking up some Falcons on Thanksgiving. No, uh, no, 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 they're not. Not so fast, Gabe. Welcome back into Sports Central. Austin Lane here with Will Ortner, Gabe Strasbaugh, and Danny DeBach. And right now, boys, I want to talk about Le'Veon Bell. We've seen all the headlines from this past week. Le'Veon is going to hold out. He did not sign that franchise tag, passing up on what was it, $14.5 million just uh-huh. to not play the rest of the season for the Steelers. There's a reason. Is he smart for this move? Let's look let's look at Le'Veon Bell and his upbringing. He was raised with a single mother who was taking care of five kids, low income and low on money. Money was of the es- was of the essence for the Bell household. Now you look at where Le'Veon Bell is at now. He's he's turned into a pro, he's earning plenty of money and let's Let's, let's take into account the NFL. It's a business. It's about the money. Let's be honest. The American dream, you're earning money. If we can get that straight, let's get on to this next point. Fantastic. Le'Veon Bell wants the most money he can make. Can we agree on that? Sure. As a panel. Yes? Yeah. 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 Everyone does. Okay. <laughs> I want $14.5 million. Put me in, coach. <laughs> For Le'Veon Bell to hold out, he is banking on a guaranteed contract of much more than $14.5 million. How much more? Because the, the, the franchise tag is the top five salaries, and it's the average of that. If he were to go outside of the Steelers, perhaps to a team that does not have a running game, he could earn much more guaranteed money than he would if he were with the Steelers. He wants that girly change, baby. That's what he wants. And you take a look. Here's an example. Let's go within our area. Earl Thomas. He wanted his money, guaranteed contract. Week four, he's playing the Cardinals. Josh Rosen throws a touchdown pass to Christian Kirk, who's sliding. Look what happens to Earl. Torn ACL, or was it broken leg? Out for the season. And he's out quite a bit of money. He's not going to have, he doesn't have the guaranteed money from his contract. At least Earl Thomas came back to play for his teammates, though. He oh, came no. back to play for the, his what, what Le'Veon's doing is absolutely disgusting. The mitigated goal he has to actually turn down $14 million. $14 million to he play on the got Pittsburgh that. Steelers? Yeah, he would have got that and still gotten more money next year by signing a contract. Are you kidding me? If he doesn't get hurt. That's the key word there. That's every season. He, in the how, okay, well, how, how high in the hog are you player. living? How high on the hog are you living to where $14 million isn't enough? Well, here's the thing. He's not living high on the hog because he's able to sit out this year. If he was living high on the hog, he'd need this money and he'd be playing right now. So clearly he's saving his money. And what he's doing is he's betting on himself. He goes, I think I'm so good and I think that someone will eventually give me my Todd Gurley money. I'm worth Todd Gurley money. I am a top two running back in this no, league. No, no. Give me this money. No. That's what he thinks. Have you Plus, even watched Le'Veon Bell? He doesn't want to play for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and He's James m- Conner out, is outdoing him in every way, shape, and form. Go ahead, Will. Sorry, we interrupted. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad that you Skip. guys... Skip! Yep. So, anyways, back to my point. He believes he's a top two running back, and he doesn't want to play in Pittsburgh anymore. They franchise-tagged him, what, this is like the third year in a row? They yeah. won't give him his money that he thinks he's owed. 
And so he's going to leave anyways. Why play? Why put yourself at risk for an Earl Thomas type injury? He gets hurt like that. Yeah, he just made 14.5 million dollars, but next year, who knows what someone's going to offer him? He's a running back. He's kind of getting old. He's 26. Running backs don't last that long. Just look at Marshawn Lynch, Sean Alexander, any Barry running Sanders, back insert you can name hit. here oh, well, who okay, either well. who either retire early because they don't want to get hit anymore or because they get hurt. Okay, but look at it from the perspective that the Seahawks took back in the early 2000s with Walter Jones. They franchise tagged him three times. He never complained, and he was without a doubt the best left tackle in the league. He was the be- arguably the best player in his own position That's because in the entire league. O-linemen aren't selfish. He's an no, that's, that's because no, the times of the NFL players wanting to play for their city and not caring if they got franchise tagged are long gone. He didn't have a reason to leave. I don't know. And you got to take into account the the teams are going to see this and they're going to say, okay, we have Le'Veon Bell, we have all these stats, but James Connor's outdoing him in every way, shape, and form. So is it the team or is it Bell? That, we haven't seen Bell O-line. away. That's my point, though. That's why Bell is dumb for not taking this money. Take your money, play your sport, get your yards, get your touchdowns. So then, if you want to leave Pittsburgh, you actually have something to go with. Now people are now you have the X factor of James Conner, and they're saying I've got more yards, more touchdowns, more everything in a shorter amount of time. Okay, look at it this way: you guys who don't play football, more more so if you're not a running back, imagine being handed a pigskin, trying to run max 99 yards, and you have 11 guys looking to just absolutely destroy you in any way, shape, or form. Hey, I'm going to stiff arm Clay Matthews. He's going down. He is. <laughs> I don't know about that, Gabe. I'm going to grab him by the hair and just wham. You have wham. 11 guys coming at your life. Okay. Don't you think that there, there's a high possibility you might get injured? I got 10 of my dogs blocking for me, though. Well, quarterbacks don't block. Hey, do you see? I Russell went out there and threw a couple blocks on that Rashad Penny run. Yeah, ben Roethlisberger ben throwing b- blocks. Uh, yeah, but, I, but I Roethlisberger can. I mean, he could if he wanted to. That's a big man. Does, Does he, he want no. to? I mean, I wouldn't. No, he doesn't want to go. He's not going to. He's not going to do block. like a Kirk Cousins against Seattle when he takes a snap and just well bobbled it, give it to Kelly, and then Kelly gets killed by Chancellor. That's not what you're comparing a quarterback for. with a running back. A running back is different. Like Will said, the life of a running back is short. Why? Because you have eleven different guys chasing after you, and they're going to rock you. That's when every you player on you. offense. But, yeah, you're assuming that one guy. You're saying that one guy is going against eleven. A re- take a look at a receiver. They last longer. Why? Because they don't get hit like running backs do. They run fast and not and they look don't at see the, the line. Okay, well, okay. Well, in all fairness, the fastest player in the NFL is Dalvin Cook, based just just off of statistics this year, and he's a running back. Oh, what about Tyreek Hill? He's slower than Dalvin Cook, at least so far this season on breakaway runs. Dalvin Cook has had a faster time than he has. So let's get back to the debate on whether he's smart or stupid. And he's smart for this because what if he gets hurt? He could cost himself more money in the long run. Yes, this year, immediate, $14.5 million, easy. This is the NFL. This is GMs. Someone is going to go out and pay him, and it's going to be the Jets or Bills or someone who doesn't have a good running back. He will get paid, and it's going to be fine, and he's going to look at least semi-competent at the end of this. I don't you know, I don't blame him. He's trusting himself. He says, I'm going to be so good, everyone's going to forget about James Conner next year. Uh, not if James Conner keeps putting up stats next year. They're not going to. They will if Le'Veon Bell goes out and kills it. Then he's going to be worth 
Everything if, he did if, is going to be smart. If. He's going to be worth the money. Yeah. yeah. If this, he's this is betting also, on himself. This is also a guy who led the league in rushing with like the lowest yards per carry since the 1960s. Still led the league. Yeah, not very consistently, though. But he led the league. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you won by one point or 50. Who cares? You won. Just win, baby, win. Al Davis said it best. All right, let's look at two other teams. I want to talk about a game coming up this Monday night on Monday Night Football over in Los Angeles. They moved it from Mexico City because of those poor field conditions. It's the Rams and the Chiefs. But the real question is, will these two teams meet again? Is this a Super Bowl preview, Will? No. Not even close. This is the last time they'll meet. First and last, one time only. So watch it while you can, I guess. But we all know who's going to the Super Bowl. I do like the Rams out of the West. I think they're very good. But come on now. Everyone knows who's coming out of the East. You better believe it. Tommy boy. AFC, whatever. I screwed up. Okay. You, you're really picking the Rams to come out of the NFC? Yeah. You better believe it. How? Well, um, right now they have the, the MVP smartest. of the league. Well, yeah, they've got the MVP of the league. Who? Todd oh. Gurley. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Goff. So the guy, wait, Todd, Todd Gurley, the guy who had 68 rushing yards against the Saints, 68, Alvin went every, for over 100. Every MVP has a bad game. Let's be honest. I think it's actually going to be Goff. And I think what? they have the smartest offensive mind in the league right now. Sean McVay is a genius. Jared Goff looked incompetent. They didn't show Jared, up in the fourth quarter Jared, against New Orleans. It's one game. Sometimes it's the lose. game against the team that is going to go to the Just Super Bowl. Just because no. one team wins one game means that no. in the rematch, the same team is going to win. That's not what it is. I'm not saying that that is true, but I mean, that's you could also. That's what you're insinuating No, I'm saying here. that the Saints beat them and the Rams didn't show up when it mattered in the fourth quarter. Look it's almost like you're a Saints fan. Almost. Almost. Let's point out your bias. Jared Goff, he is a young quarterback. He comes into the Superdome, hostile environment in New Orleans. He plays the game. Sure, they lost, but now the Rams know what it's like to play there. They also know what it's like to get smacked 35-14 to 14 at one point in the game. And they came back. And no, they did they not come back. They lost. They tied the game at 35. And they lost. They so have the capability to, come, to come from behind against this team. They also showed that they could get their doors blown off in the first half. Jared well, Goff looked terrible in the well, first look half. What happened, so Gurley look, looked terrible the entire game. Minus the last six minutes of the game, the score was tied 35-35. The Rams have the capability to beat this team and, they all, and go to the Super Bowl. And they Bowl. also have the ability to get blown out. By the Saints, because the Saints are better all Anything around. Can They've got better wide on receivers. Any given They've day, got, Gabe. Okay, well, that's. Oh, okay, well, yeah. But you can also make that same argument for the Jets going into New England and winning. But we're not going to bet that. What? You're saying any. You just said any given Sunday, any what? team can win. Yeah. <laughs> so the Saints could also beat the Rams because they did beat them. They proved they could beat them. The Rams have more firepower on offense. How? The Saints are scoring more points per game, and they have more yards. I've never seen a more pure passer of the ball than Jared Goff. And that's set. What in the world? (laughs) And that's because of the running game that is led by Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley can get moving, then the Rams can, can... Execute just, with their passing just so, game. Just so you know, the Saints are running the ball. They have a better average than the Rams do. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, Gabe. When these two teams meet, it's going to be a shootout in the postseason. The Rams have something that the Saints don't have, and that's a solid defensive front. I'm telling you right now, 
You look at Aaron Donald and Adamakin Sue, you can't run up the middle against those two. There's a reason why they are some of the top defensive tackles in the game. Then let's go look out and the picks that they picked up at D line. Uh, who's the guy who had all the strip sacks last week against Seattle? Was it uh, Fowler? Fowler, Dante Fowler. He's going to flourish under this team because Aaron Donald and the Dominican Sue, they're going to get pressure up the middle. Now the quarterback can't step up. He's got to step back. Now the defensive end, they're getting to him off edge pressure. And then if he steps up, he's getting smacked by Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is one of the best, if not the best, defensive tackle pass I agree with in that. the game. So how many I'm betting on I'm betting on a defensive line. Games like the Saints and Rams, that's gonna be one in the trenches. I'm going with who I feel has the better okay. defensive so line. We have one game to base this off of so far. Yes. So how many sacks did the Rams have? Couldn't tell that's you. one they game, Gabe. We're t- okay, but we're talking about this season. We have one game to go off of. The Rams had zero sacks in that game. They didn't have a single one. And the, it, and the Saints ran for over 150 yards. And Drew Brees had over 300 yards. Look, didn't turn the ball over once and scored multiple touchdowns. Look at this example from 2011. In 2011, the New England Patriots played the New York Jets at home on Monday Night Football. And New England won by a score of 45-3. to Now, there's no way you could... You could tell me that the Jets would win a playoff game in New England. Well, I was well guess what happened? The Jets came into New England. Yes, but that's and, also a divisional opponent. That's also a divisional opponent. And I know Austin can speak for this, or any Seahawks fan, that no matter how good the Seahawks have been, and no matter how bad the Rams were earlier in the early 2010s, the Rams always gave the Seahawks fits. I agree with you, but I also disagree with you because just because it's a divisional opponent doesn't mean that they're they're one crutch or anything. You can still go beat another team in the NFC. Just because you're in the same division doesn't mean, oh, you know, we can beat them for sure. It's just that you see it more because you play your division well, exactly. opponent six a better times shot per of year. Gabe, Gabe, look at, look at the... The We're getting away from the Rams New, and Saints. Look at the 2010 New Orleans Saints. They beat the Seahawks in it by a few possessions, and then look what happened in the postseason. Okay, but what also ha- what, okay. happened? No, what else happened in the postseason? They didn't have Pierre Thomas, Reggie Bush. Or did Chris they Ivory. Did they win? But the, we're, okay, but you got to look at the other factors of the game. Yeah, the Saints injuries. Had, yes, the injuries Saints might had, play a role in the place in the in the playoff game coming up this uh, this winter. And they potentially. could. And uh, and who's out? Cooper Cup is out. The Saints don't have anybody out. They Next might. Up for the Rams. I mean, they well, let's could. Look at the, let's look at the AFC. Hold but, on. But, Hold the, on. but you could also think that, say that Todd Gurley could tear his ACL. The Rams are going moment. to the Super Bowl. Let's look at the AFC real quick. Why is nobody giving the Kansas City Chiefs any any kind of chance to go because to the Super Bowl? Because the road to the playoffs goes through New England. Well, the, and the, the Chiefs don't have any it's experience. It's going to be in Kansas City. They don't have any experience. Yeah, it's, you've exactly. It's you the have, same thing as the Rams last year. Exactly. You have a young quarterback, and you have Andy Reid going up against the greatest of all because time. Because Nick Foles' Super Bowl Belichick. experience was so high. No, but the team had experience. What? And Nick Foles has experience what? in the playoffs. They also had the best center in the game. They had LeGarrette Blunt, who was running like a madman. Versus man. the best quarterback in the game, Tom Brady. Yeah, well, they also have Doug Peterson. Burndale, baby. And, uh, you know, he's a great mind. I pick minds and defensive and offensive linemen any day of the week. And that's why I'm going to go with the Patriots. Here's the difference. Plus, they have Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Here's the difference. Undisputed. Here's the difference. Yeah. Doesn't matter what teams are in the playoffs. Any of them can make the Super Bowl. It does not matter. Uh, I no, I don't. Not think, in the I, AFC. I don't think the Rams and Chiefs will meet again, but not because 
Not because it's going to be Rams and Pats or because it's going to be Saints and whoever in the AFC. It can be anyone that makes the playoffs. I have the Seahawks and the Texans. Just because simply the fact they're both going to make the playoffs and any team in the playoffs can make the Super Bowl. That's bold. Uh, okay, so I'll give you this. Coming from a Saints perspective, Saints fans' perspective is when I was watching the Packers and Seahawks game, I mean, I'm born and raised here. I love Seattle. I love the Hawks. I don't want to see the Hawks in the playoffs because when their backs what? are against the, – here's why. Because when their backs are against the wall, you cannot bet against Russell Wilson. You cannot bet against that team. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks made a run. But at the same time, you've got New Orleans and New England. And it doesn't it's matter who you play. It does not matter who you play. You can win in the playoffs. It does not matter. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it could. Every season we say this for every playoff matchup, there's no way the Jets could beat Tom Brady. Well, yeah, who picked the who picked the Eagles to go to the there's Super Bowl? There's no way the Eagles I, could well, win the Super yeah, Bowl. We say that every year. Did. Number a one, lot of people seed. did once Carson Wentz started playing well. You have to look at who's playing well. And, yeah, any given team can win, but it's very similar to March Madness. Like, yeah, sometimes there's some upsets, but at the end of the day, who's always in the finals? The Patriots, no, Duke, no, Kentucky. No, it's, always. No, yes, it's no, always the same teams, no, man. No. Not for the NFC, though. Not for the March Madness either. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Every year. UNC. Come on. UConn as the Duke. eight seed. Kentucky as the nine seed. Okay, so first off, UConn and Kentucky. Okay, this isn't even football. I'm not I'm not no, getting this, No, we're not we're going back to back football. Back to football. I'm right. not getting into this. It's with gonna you. be this that's and, another, and just, that's just for to another throw day. back to Will real quick. When you talked about the defensive line, stuff like that. The number one rushing defense in the NFL this season is the New Orleans Saints. They, <laughs> no, they are. St- on paper. On, yeah, paper. on paper. They shut Gurley down. On paper. Okay, Who okay they that's to one game. Okay, they shut Dalvin Cook down. 45-3 to, three they to da- a 20 Dalvin- loss in the postseason. They shut Dalvin Cook down. They shut down anybody. On the, Rams the, have the Rams have a better rushing offense than the Saints. On over, paper, Todd over Kamara and Game Ingram? Over. On paper, the Saints over are better, Kam- but in Good person, night. Todd Gurley is the best running back in the league. Therefore, and, and, they have and, and, the and, best running and game. And in, in person, league. Alvin Kamara smoked him in every way, shape, and form. In one game. That's one game. Overall, the whole season. No, time out. Overall, the whole season. Okay. Rams are going to, to have a better rushing offense. Let's go to 2017. Offense. Kamara had more yards and more receiving yards and more touchdowns than Gurley did in 2017's matchup. You're talking about one game, game. No, I'm talking that about two games. That does not define a season. I'm talking about two games. That does not define a season. I'm not talking about a season. We're talking about who's better. Sure, he's performed in two games. They've That's only great. played two times. What are you? What's your point? You're My point is Alvin Kamara. 15 other games in the season. 30 other okay, games. Okay, and Alvin Kamara is still smoking the league, and he's got to share carries with Mark Ingram. I guarantee if you put Todd Gurley on New Orleans, he's not even going to get half of what he gets now. All right, enough talk on the running backs. We got to talk quarterbacks after this break. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, Tommy who boy. is the greatest of all time. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sports Central here on 88.1 The Berg. You're tuned into Sports Central on 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back into the studios. Austin Lane here with Will Ortner, Gabe Strasbaugh, and Danny DeBach back for the second hour of Sports Central. It's a lovely Saturday here in Ellensburg, boys. Oh, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And, Will, you're done with football, but it's your chance to watch football now, you were saying? Yeah, I'm a little excited. I haven't really been able to watch a whole lot of D1 uh, big Power 5 football, so I'm a little excited. I want to see if WSU is for real, and uh, 
I want to see how much East Coast bias is going on with these SEC teams. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. I know. LSU's up there. Oklahoma's up there. Nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't LSU's know up there after being mollywopped 29 nothing still at home. And I mean, it is Alabama. Later yeah, in the well. show, later in the show, we're going to actually be going over our picks for not only this weekend, but next weekend as well because we Two won't weeks. be here because it's going to be Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend. I can't wait to go home. A nice little turkey gobble right there before I eat him uh, next next Thursday. Or her. Or her. We don't uh, want to be sexist here. I'm sorry. Is the pumpkin... No, I'm not going to say that. That's a good call. <laughs> I know where you're going. Who <laughs> needs turkey when you're going to be eating falcon? Oh, uh, good one. Everyone, give him a yay. round of applause. I feel like falcon tastes gross. I feel like that wouldn't taste good. Why do you want to eat falcon? I don't know. It's just kind of a tradition in the Big Easy. <laughs> I just... it. I mean... We, we get used to doing falcon. it at least twice a year. Isn't it grimy? Or like, what's up with that? Uh, just kind of... I don't it know. Probably falcon kind of chokes on you and stuff like that. Makes you choke. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The leader of the Falcons is kind of cold. Eh, ready. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, kinda I see icy. what you did there, Austin. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, let's talk about Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Drew Brees. Is this even a discussion? Passing Tom Brady. It is a discussion because he's passing Tom Brady on all these stats this season. And some Drew Brees fans are saying that that's all it takes to become the greatest of all time quarterback. Give me a break. That's what they're saying. So what? that is completely wrong, first of all. Second of all, that is completely wrong. And third of all, that's completely wrong. Because it's not all about stats. Awesome. It's about awesome. how many rings you have, how many playoff wins you have. You're sure, wrong. it's about stats as well. well. I'll give you that. The stats are big. And Drew Brees has a good case, stats-wise. But not stats-wise, best leader, greatest of all time quarterback, Tom Brady. Go for it, bud. Oh, I'm just going to jump right into this. Go for it, yeah. yeah. All, all right, well, he's been a world champion. He's proved that he can do it. Once. Once. Okay. Continue. St- yeah, okay, he still did it. He uh, he beat Brett Favre, he beat Kurt Warner, and he beat Peyton Manning. He beat three of the best to ever play. They're three Hall of Famers. In what? The playoffs? Yeah, he beat him in the divisional round, beat him in championship, beat him in Super Bowl. Keep oh. going. Oh. Brady have beat. Boy, and we won keep- the wild card game under Drew Brees, the greatest of all time. He can win us a wild card. Okay, game. well, didn't Mark Sanchez go into New England and beat okay, Tom Brady? Okay. That's keep my going. point. Mark keep Sanchez going. isn't a good quarterback. He's on a game. So that even oh, – that doesn't make sense. Mark Sanchez right. beat the Patriots in the playoffs. That's proof that okay, well, anyone e- can beat anyone way, in the playoffs. Either way, Drew Brees has showed up more often in bigger moments than Tom Brady has. But Brady has also benefited from playing with defenses. Just from looking at numbers, just in their Super Bowl seasons, starting with – and I'm going to go in order from just like 01 to 2017, just from their Super Bowl years that they went – they were number six in points per game, number one in points per game, number two, number four, number 15, eight, one, and five. And that's all defense. Since Drew Brees has been in New Orleans, eight of the 12 seasons have been a bottom 25 defense. Oh, here we go. They've been terrible. Absolutely awful. And then Drew Brees is still able to go out there and sling that ball better than anybody. The guy's got five 5,000-yard seasons in history. There's only nine in history. Nobody has more than one. He's got five of them. He's got the highest completion percentage in the history of the National Football League, and it's because he's being accurate with the football. The guy's the most accurate thrower there's ever been. There's no stat for that. There is completion not a stat percentage. for accuracy. Come on. There okay. is. It's completion okay. percentage. You have okay. an NFL league that before all this passing game has changed, you could throw a dude down to the ground and not get called for pass interference like 15 years ago when these guys were still quarterbacks. You're, t- you're telling me 
you, that you have no stats to back this up. You're just going to say he's the most accurate passer of all time. The stat is that he's completing all yeah. of his passes, and he's completing these passes. Every single to one of them. Not, not a single. None of them are hitting the ground. He's completing them to uh, – he's, he's only had one Pro Bowl wide receiver in his entire career, and it was Michael Thomas last year. I don't know how Colston didn't make one, but he didn't. Gabe, is that is that all you got? Oh, no, I got a lot more, but go keep for going, it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. No, go for it. Keep going. I want to hear what you want to what you have to, to say. Fight. <laughs> oh, great. Kill right. each other. He's got. He just, just wants to hear everything you I have hear, because I want to hear your point. It's all not that great point. I'm giving well, you all, the floor. All you're gonna say is that he's got five rings I'm, because he doesn't I'm, top an That's any, not all okay. you're gonna say. Okay, so we can talk about game-winning drives because Drew Brees has 45 and Tom Brady's got 44. So in the fourth quarter, Brees that is showing is up more. Incorrect. He has 55 over 48. That's correct. What are you talking about? Tom Brady has 55 game-winning drives. Drew Brees has 48. You can check Pro Football Reference I, I, right now. I did. I did this morning. So did I. So did I. Don't I know what so did both of at. us. Okay. He's okay. got more yards. He's got the higher. Okay. Okay. Game. Are you Are you done? No. I mean, I could Keep go forever going. on Keep this. Keep going. So. Keep going. I want to hear your points. The guy's got twelve straight four thousand yard seasons. Twelve straight twenty touchdown seasons. When's Brady doing that? At least Brees can stay on the field instead of tearing his ACL. You have a quarterback that throws for a Brees lot of yards. That doesn't okay. mean you're the okay. greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. Well, Gabe. 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 Are you done yet? Go, Danny. Okay, okay. Okay, Gabe, I have a question for you. Okay. Where do the Saints play their home games? In the Superdome in New Orleans. In the Superdome in New Orleans. Now, okay. where do the Patriots play? Foxborough. Foxborough, Massachusetts. Where, okay, let's so I got, take, a, I got a quick question then. Where did Barry Sanders play? He played in. That is relevant to this in, conversation in, uh, of the, who's the best quarterback field. of all time. Here, take a look at this. Well, it's playing take in a, a dome because you're trying to go from Hang the on. dome and outside. But Hang on right. a second. Not relevant. Take a look at this, okay? So I, I, I look back at the stats that Drew Brees' time in New Orleans and Tom Brady's years in New England. For Tom, for Drew Brees, the least number of games he played in a dome because he plays eight games at home, and he plays at least one game in Atlanta, which is also in a dome. The least number of games he he played in a dome were 10. Looking at Tom Brady and all his years in New England, the most number of dome games he played as a Patriot in one regular season was three. Okay. Only three, and that happened on two occasions. And there was three other years where he played zero dome games. Okay. Now, when you take a look at playing in, in a dome, you don't have to deal with the weather. You have no wind. You know you have no rain. Oh and you know have, you, have, you have nothing to affect the, the atmosphere of the field itself. When you play in Foxborough in the winter, you have to deal with the cold, the rain, the snow, so, the sleet. Okay. And, so, that, and, and this proves. Look at this. Sure, Br Breeze, Breeze has, sure, five 5,000-yard passing seasons, as you said, 12 4,000-yard pa uh, pa passing seasons. Yes, I get that. I admit he has better stats than Tom Brady. But get this, he does not play outdoors often as much as— But he wins outdoors. Does oh, he? really? Now let's look at the postseason. Now, Gabe, you said Breeze, according to what you said, Breeze performs better more often in bigger moments. Now, yes. let's, lo now let's look at the postseason. Let's take a look at, his, at the postseason record of both quarterbacks. Okay. Tom Brady is 27-10 and 10 in the postseason, and yep. Breeze is 7-6 and six in the postseason. Yep. Now, if that didn't get you there on, on, the, on the records, now let's take a look at Tom Brady's record in, in dome games, right? He won four of his Super Bowls indoors. 
and 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 as a and uh, for Brady, outdoors he's twenty two and six. Brady is twenty two and six outdoors. For Drew Brees, outdoors in the playoffs, he's two and five. Gabe, two and five. What okay. do you have to say about that? Okay, well, I can tell you right off the bat, you could just go by the three biggest playoff losses we've had with Seattle and San Francisco and the Vikings game. Drew Brees threw for over 400 yards and four scores and brought the Saints into a winning place in Seattle, and their defense choked at the end. He brought them, again, four hundred yard, over 460 yards against the Niners, four touchdowns, and scored with a minute to go that should have won, and the defense blew it on a 92-yard drive by the 49ers. And then he even scored with 25 seconds against the Vikings, and they blew it because the defense hey, what, blew it. Did Drew Brees win the game? No. No, he lost the game. Okay, uh, well, well, okay. So just, talk about his wins. He only okay. has seven in the playoffs ever. His and wins seven. are his wins are fantastic. All you gotta do is look at the numbers that he's doing. Okay, okay. Tom okay. Brady has twenty-seven playoff wins, though, way he, more than seven. Okay, well, I mean, if you put Drew Brees on the Patriots with a you know a really good head coach and a great defense, you know, he's not throwing for five thousand five five thousand yard passing season. He's gonna throw for six if he's <laughs> on the Patriots. <laughs> he wouldn't have to. Ever? Are you he kidding? He wouldn't have to. In just, December, in the that's okay. Co- that's, you just cornered okay, yourself. Wait, if you had a no, good defense okay. and a good running so game, how how could he possibly pass for that many yards? He's Tom, still doing it. Tom and Brady, he's got a good running game. The only reason game. Tom Brady's behind Brees on all these stats is because Brady hasn't had to put up all those stats. He's had to be so more of a why, team leader. So then, don't even okay. bring up the rings. Then you can't even touch what? the we're rings. Not, then. We're not touching the rings right now. No, I'm just saying. Then okay, don't. Okay. No. No. Wait. Then don't bring up the rings at all in this conversation. I'm not bringing the rings right now. No, at all. At I'm all. Not, have I brought up the rings yet? I'm not I have saying, not. Well, I have don't not. bring it up in this conversation. I have then. not. Okay, here we go. Now, looking at what you said here, Gabe, there is only one Pro Bowl wide receiver that Drew Brees has thrown to. Yes. That's correct. So I went back and checked the stats at top 10 receiving yardage leaders in the NFL. Okay. And yes, Brady has the edge over Brees, 8-5. to five. Okay. For now. I looked at... The three Super Bowl championship seasons, three Super Bowl championship seasons that Brady first had when he first began his career as an NFL quarterback. And in his first four seasons as a passer, he only had one receiver in the top 30 for receiving yards, and yet he still won three Super Bowls. Do you want to talk about their defense? He made the most of what he had. Yeah, he also had three Hall of Famers on his defense. You you can fact check that. He had no Hall of Famers in Canton. Ty Law is in the Hall of Fame no, right he's now. Not. Yes, he is. He just got inducted. That's one. Let's Bruce one player. Bruski will be in the Hall I'm of Fame, sh- and Willie McGinnis has the most sacks in the postseason's history. Well, here's another argument. What is Drew Brees' most signature playoff moment? When he beat Peyton Manning in the Super when Bowl. When he beat Peyton Manning. A pick Manning. six by your defense and an onside kick? That's no, Drew no. Brees' greatest playoff moment no, when he, wow. no, when he went 32 of 39 for 288 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. Okay, let's look at this. Look at Tom Brady's great moments. He had, you could say Malcolm what you... Malcolm Butler? You, you, could, you, could, you could say what you oh want about the Tom The Falcons goal. choking? You, let's hang talk on. about all the comebacks he's had. How about the, the fumble at the won. end of the Philly game? Can, 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 you, can you listen to me here, Gabe? He okay? lost a game. He's Fine. It's Brady. He's the greatest of all time. His first playoff game in the driving snow against the Raiders. The tuck rule? You're going to bring up the tuck rule? Did you hear what I just said? Say what you want about the tuck rule, but he drove the Patriots down the field to set up the field goal by Adam Vinatieri. 
to, to tie the game, and they eventually won in overtime. Then look at, look at the game against the Rams. I mean, he fumbled the football, and it w- and the Raiders Say got what gypped. you want about the call. The fact of the matter it is It wouldn't have even happened, though. Brady, it wouldn't have happened. Brady got the job done. Sure, that's one no, game. No, he didn't get the job that's done. One, Charles Woodson got the one, job done. That's one and game. And the referees bailed him out. That's one game. <laughs> Here's another game. Well, then don't bring it up Three then. Three weeks later, in the Super Bowl, there's under a minute to go. And the Rams have just tied the game. The, the greatest show on turf. Just drove down the field a, 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 and a, tied a, up the a game. A game that did feature a tie-off pick six. It's 17-17. And during He's the broadcast, pick apart the, every play of every game that Tom the, Brady's ever won. The national broadcast, yeah. John Madden. He's never had a prolific Can you go Super against Bowl? Jo- John Come Madden? On. John Madden. Hold on. One. Stop. Go ahead, Austin. He's never had a prolific Super Bowl. No. If you do not have Tom Brady against the Falcons in that Super Bowl, they don't win the Super they Bowl. They completely win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, the Falcons oh. ran the ball four times. We have quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. With Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. Didn't they win two games with him? Early in the regular season. They still won. Against te- mediocre against horrible teams. teams. Mediocre the Cardinals were. They this just is came the off Super Bowl. Bowl where you're this is the Super Bowl where you're down, what was it, 24 to 3? 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Tom Brady's the only quarterback in history that can bring you to a comeback. How many right touchdowns there. did he score in that game? Doesn't matter. He's a field. General. I mean, James, let James White had three of them. He's the quarterback. Here's the Will's other, the football the player. He'll here's tell the you other right defense now. Here's, turnovers. here's the other thing, Gabe. I would just want to go back to this. You did get on Brady for getting his ACL torn, but you forget Drew Brees had his issue with his shoulder, he and did. he did fight back through that. And Drew Brees is a great quarterback. But before we had this debate, before Brady, before Brees, the debate was always Joe Montana or Dan Marino. Dan Marino had the better stats. Joe Montana had more wins. Why did people call Montana the GOAT? Because he found a way to win games in crunch time. But but Marino never won a Super Bowl, though. Breeze you, won one. One, but, does but, not, but, but, but one is can, not better than five. He can call him – okay, but he can call himself a world champion. He is a world champion, for sure. He's one of the best to ever do it. He's not the best. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings. That doesn't mean Does anything the, for Eli Manning. It doesn't. It does not mean. And he's high on passing touchdowns in his career, but well, Eli Manning. So then the five rings don't matter. A mediocre quarterback. So the five rings don't matter then. No, they do. They do. They then do why matter. did you just say that the two rings for Eli don't matter? Five okay. is more. Is three more than two? And that doesn't you can, make sense. You're gonna sit here and tell me all five of his rings were not because of Tom Brady. You're gonna tell me a quarterback that has five rings, none of them were because he's I mean, on the we team. Could, we could talk about the five turnovers the you defense win five created. Five Super Bowls by accident. We could talk about the five turnovers. Five they, Super Bowls by accident. Do you want to overtalk me? You can have a. You want to overtalk me? You can have a good as so defense as you want. So, okay, so it they doesn't tur- matter. They turned it over five times in the first matchup against Philadelphia in 04. And in 2003, John Casey kicked the ball out of bounds on the final drive. You're proving that they can turn the ball over and get down and talk about yeah, there to save can. them. If you give Breeze that defense, they don't even lose to New England in the 07 championship. You can't even bring that. That's not That's You're just a homer penalizing statement. Brady for having a good team around him. That's not his fault. You can blame his GM no, for I, being what, a good at for doing good at his job. What I'm and saying is when at, people bring up the wins. Because he wins more, wins matter more. It doesn't That's matter. That's part how of you being the best it. quarterback of all time. And but wins you also, but are you, a huge deal. You also talk about th- the fact that it is a team sport. So one guy isn't going to make that difference. If we're going to look at one player and just the quarterback position, we're going to look at how efficient is the quarterback himself. How many yards is he throwing? How many touchdowns is he throwing? What's his touchdown to interception ratio? Because you have to look at him as a player. You can't look at the other fifty-two guys. Game. Because if you look at the other 52 guys, then you're going to get 
benefits from your defense or your running game. But you're penalizing Brady for being on a good team, and you're boosting up Drew Brees for sometimes not having a great defense. They had a very good defense what? when Greg Williams was there. They were 25th. Bounty gate. They knocked Kurt Warner and Brett Favre out for their careers. They've He's played with good defenses. They were, they were ranked 25th. Brady makes his wide receivers pro bowlers. That's what he does. Drew Brees... He's just just he's just there, so but. you know, Breeze and Colston have seventy two touchdowns between the two of them, and that's fifth all time. So he's producing. I'm not the saying guy he's from not making, I'm not saying he's not I mean, making God, his wide I mean, receivers we'll, good. We'll look at, he's we'll not look at as the good as Brady. We'll look he doesn't Brady. find a way to look win when it matters. He most. had Randy Moss one year. All right, game. Where would you rank Tom Joe Toe, Joe oh. Montana on the all time list of your quarterbacks? Number one. Oh. Number one. Okay, okay. All right, so why do you think Drew Brees is better than Tom Brady? I, I just want three main points. If we're looking at just what the quarterback does, yes. he's more efficient passing when it comes to accuracy. He doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, he's only got one turnover this entire season. And he throws for an enormous amount of yards. Okay. And touchdowns, because he is over him in and touchdowns. touchdowns. Okay. So he's scoring more efficiently than Brady Beautiful. is. So, perfect. Okay. okay. I'll give you two quarterbacks with just their stats. You tell me which of the two is better, okay? So we got quarterback A. He has thrown for 49,375 yards, whereas with quarterback B, he has thrown for just over 40,000 yards. Do you mean Vinny Testaverde and Joe Montana? Hear me out. Quarterback A, he's thrown for 291 touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Now, quarterback B threw 273 touchdowns. Both these quarterbacks played in relatively the same era. They played for for the same number of – practically the same number of years for their careers and practically in the same era. So you take a look at the rule changes. Those are already out. There are two quarterbacks. Which quarterback would you take, quarterback A or quarterback B? Who played longer? They both played the same number of time. I don't, I, they played the same number of time. So answer how my many, question. How, how many years did quarterback A play? Quarterback A played? 21 seasons. How many? No, 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 not that one, not that one. Oh, oh. It's a different quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback, uh, they, they played relatively the same number 16, of years. I, I think it's 16, yes. Okay, how many championships? Two. No, no, so no, championships no, matter. No, no, I mean, yeah, they do, no, they do, no. you do no, no, consider no, no, them. No, 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 no. So, Gabe, you don't quarterback say. A. You got to win at least one. Gabe, quarterback A or quarterback B? Do you have the interception numbers? <laughs> we can pull them up. Based right off now. the touchdowns, just are you saying because Breeze has more touchdowns than Brady in that facet alone, he's better than Brady? I mean, there's more yes factors no. to it, but sure, yeah. Okay. That's I mean, what he's saying. Eli Manning's thrown more touchdowns than Joe Montana in his career. Yeah, it's a different era, though, too. So, but you're by these your two quarterbacks are the same by era. Your argument, I have not revealed who these two quarterbacks are. So, who's your pick, quarterback A or quarterback B, or do you want to figure out the interception stat? Just go with quarterback A, then why quarterback not? Quarterback A. I'll play into this. So, so you're telling me because he has better stats, better touchdowns, better passing yards, which you say is part of the criteria. You are saying that Warren Moon is better than Joe Montana. I mean, you could just talk about the fact that Moon 
probably was a more prolific passer, but Montana was a better quarterback because he made bigger plays when it mattered. I mean, oh. you do have to use. Did Brady you do make have to plays use when it mattered. Oh, no! you better, be- you when? better believe when? it. When? When? When has Brady he ever made? Ga- Wait. He had the game-winning drive against the Rams. The game-winning drive against the okay. Panthers. Who the won game the game-winning drive no. against the Seahawks? And you. No way! No, 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 no. Danny, you could, Danny, you you're could wearing not Danny. Underestimate the comeback he had against the Falcons. Danny, Those are four moments You're wearing right there. a Super Bowl forty-nine shirt for crying out loud. They did not win that game because of Tom Brady. They won it because the Seahawks blew it. They won it because the Seahawks blew it. Adam Vinatieri nailed game-winning field goal after game-winning field goal after game-winning field goal because of them. Because he got put into that position by a great quarterback. Okay, for the first one? Yeah, we like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot. For the first one, I agree. Against the Rams, yes. Against the Panthers, I can't agree with that because the Panthers put them in position, a lot easier position Brady than took before. advantage of it. It's not his I'm fault not that he say, took I'm advantage not say they didn't of take what advantage the other teams it. gave him. It's not his fault that he's had a good, solid coach from Bill Belichick. It's not his fault. You're blaming him for things that aren't his fault. He came out, and he did what he was supposed to do, and that's find ways to win. Yeah, the Seahawks might have blown it, but if – uh, Brady doesn't go down and drive to score. They're not in that position to blow it anyways. All right, that's going to wrap it up. This is going to be a debate until Drew Brees and Tom Brady both retire, which who knows if that's even going to be at the same time. I could see this coming down to one guy wanting to stay an extra couple seasons after the other one retires just to be known as the greatest of all time. But don't go anywhere. After this, we're going to be doing our college football, NFL, and NBA picks for not only this weekend but next weekend as well. For Thanksgiving weekend, we will not be in the studios. So we're going to tell you who's winning these games coming up today, tomorrow, all of next week, and all of next weekend. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sports Central here on 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back to Sports Central. (laughs) Welcome back into Sports Central, our last show for November because next weekend is Thanksgiving break. I will be home all weekend eating as much food as I can, watching as much football as possible, as humanly possible. I will literally like have that thing where you want to fall asleep after you eat so much oh. turkey, but I won't let myself because Dude, I'm, I'm watching Thursday Night Football. I'm so excited for my mom's uh, the candy dams. Oh. Whoa, what's that? Candy Can- dams? I've oh, never like had sweet that. potatoes? Oh, they're so good. Oh, oh candied gosh. yams. Yeah, candied yams. I sweet thought you potatoes. said candy dams. Oh no, yams. Like no. a, yeah. like a sweet kind of like. She puts so much brown sugar water. on top of them. Oh. Yeah, you guys are crazy. Thanksgiving food's so overrated. What, what do you mean? Oh. It's, it's potatoes and turkey. That's oh, not good. I'm turning your mic off, Will, and yeah. you're getting out of my studio. I think it's still on. <laughs> it <laughs> says it's on. Okay, okay. Let's let's get back on topic then. All right, we got to get to our picks right now. I'm going to hit the warm-up music because I I like it for the picks too. So starting with the picks, we're going to be looking at college football. We're coming down to the wire. This is my favorite time of the year. College football ending, NFL ending, NBA starting up, college basketball starting up. But we're still looking at college football. Syracuse, number 12 in the country, playing at number three, Notre Dame. Let's go around the room. Looking at what Notre Dame has done this year, they have they've been inconsistent and unimpressive personally in my eyes. And looking at Syracuse, it will have to come on the heels of Mo Neal. If he can get the job done, then Syracuse can win. And that's who I think is going to get get the the work done today for Syracuse. I'm picking Syracuse over Notre Dame and upset. I need to put a halt to these picks right now. I'm sorry. We're going to get back to Syracuse at Notre Dame, but I have a score update for you guys right now. Halftime, 
in Alabama. Uh oh. No, you're kidding. Halftime in in Tuscaloosa. No. It is number what? one in the country. What? Alabama ten at home what? against the Citadel ten. What? No. Ten to ten at halftime. Go watch this game over on the SEC Network right now. They're gonna win by. That's a moral victory, no matter how much they lose by. I'm sorry, Austin. Let's get back to the picks. I pick Syracuse over Notre Dame. Game or Gabe? What do you have for this hot matchup? Rudy, 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 Notre Dame. Yeah, I hate Notre Dame. Lou Holtz can eat crow. Syracuse. I want. Here's the thing with this game. I want Notre Dame to be embarrassed as much as they can. No. So I want them to win this game, and then next week we have another pick coming up in a little Ooh, bit. I'll tell you my come. pick for that. 16 Iowa State at 15 Texas. Sam Ellinger, all-star quarterback. Difference maker. That's too much for Iowa State. I'm taking Texas. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores, and I'm going with Texas. Texas, they have a guy with really cool hair, so I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna it. go. I'm gonna go Iowa State because I think all those teams down there in the deep south in that conference just just sling the ball all over the place. Texas throws three interceptions. Bad day for Ellinger. Iowa State, number twenty-four, Cincinnati at eleven. UCF. This is where uh, College Game Day on ESPN headed to this weekend. I think Corso picked UCF in this game, and UCF is a whole other topic. Are they going to be national champions again this year? I think UCF wins this game at home over Cincy. Looking at UCF and looking at their offense, they have a balanced attack. You don't know what to expect from them. I'm taking UCF over Cincinnati. UCF, national champions. Yeah, I got to go with the defending national champions. UCF's taking the dub on this one. All right, next, a great game next weekend. It's the Apple Cup, number 18, University of Washington, heading over to the Palouse to take on Washington State. They're going to spoil the Cougs season, dogs by 10. Yeah, Wazoo, we're ranked, they're ranked number eight in the nation. They're playing UW. It should be an easy. <coughs> yeah, they're going to choke. I'm taking <laughs> UW. We should have cut his mic off. Um, <laughs> oh boy, this is tough. It's the same way every year, and I want to take UW, but. Oh, and I don't like UW. I'm, I'm taking Wazoo. I'm riding with the Cougars, and I think they're going to win by 14. If WSU can get through this obvious trap game this week against Arizona, mm-hmm. I think they go against UW, and I think they smack them, and this is their time to get a title. They're going to go after it, and they're going to go win the game. Also next weekend, number three as of right now, given that they don't lose to Syracuse, Notre Dame traveling down to Southern Cal- uh, California to take on USC. Here's that game where I'm taking USC to spoil the Irish season. No national championship playoffs for you, my friend. This rivalry is not what it used to be. Both in the past, these two teams were titans, and they went right at it. But now this rivalry is dry. I'm taking Notre Dame. They're the better team. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to do it. Notre Dame. Lou Holtz can eat crow. USC's going to bush push their way to another <laughs> two victory. Two in a row. <laughs> Right. Same exact thing both weeks, just two losses. Yeah, Notre Dame is – I hate Notre Dame. Oh, I, I love it. <laughs> number four, Michigan at number 10, Ohio State. A great matchup every season. I think this is the year that Harbaugh finally gets into the playoff. Michigan on the road over the Buckeyes. Being a Bay Area guy, I love Jim Harbaugh. Ohio State's at home. I'm taking the Buckeyes. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. I'm going to go with Von Bell. All those cats in New Orleans from Ohio State. Buckeyes are taking it. 
I hate both teams and I hate both coaches. They are both terrible human beings. So that being said, That's Michigan true. will win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should have just said tie. Nah, it's They'll find a way to tie. There's no way that you don't tie in college football. Another will, great matchup. Another great matchup coming up. Number six, Oklahoma at number nine, West Virginia. What do we got? Two great quarterbacks. That's what we got. Will Greer and Kyler Murray. When you take a look at the offense of Kyler Murray and what he's done this year, a Heisman candidate, how can you not take Oklahoma? I'm taking the Sooners in this one. I got to go with West Virginia. They're hot. They're really hot. Uh, Murray doesn't usually lose a whole lot, so I'm going to ride with Oklahoma. I'm going to go against Oklahoma because what I'm seeing out of Murray is a guy who can do absolutely everything to you and put up a lot of points, but Oklahoma's defense, man, that is horrible. I mean, they barely beat Oklahoma State in an absolute shootout. I'm going West Virginia here. Will Greer, better quarterback on that day. Finally, to number 12, Syracuse, given that they don't lose to Notre Dame, they're number 12 right now, at number 20, Boston College to wrap it up. I'm picking Syracuse to move the mountains against Notre Dame. They're going to be riding a hot on a high. I think Syracuse is going to do it again. They're going to beat Boston College. I'm going to go upset, and I'm going to say, he did it, he did it, Flutie did it, he did it, Boston College wins. I'm going with the orange. Yeah, I got to go Syracuse. I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, basketball school that's playing good football right now. Well, there you've got a kid out of the Portland area. That's why. He's a okay. quarterback. Nice. All right, let's get to the NFL now. Cowboys at the Falcons tomorrow. You look at both teams. You look at Atlanta, balanced attack, Matt Ryan, and they have a potent running game headlined by Tevin Coleman. And don't forget the wide receiving core, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, more consistent team, Atlanta. I'm taking the Falcons over the boys. You know, I never thought I'd say this on there, but it's going to feel good. How about them Cowboys? They're going to knock out the Falcons because they need this game more than Atlanta does. I'm going with the trenches. Uh, the Cowboys got a better O-line. I'm going Falcons in this one. I got to agree with Danny there. Matty Ice, way better than Dak Prescott. Bengals at the Ravens. I'm going to go Bengals here. You know, I was talking to a Cincy fan, Cajun Lang, yesterday, and looking at the Ravens, they'll have Lamar Jackson starting a quarterback. I'm picking the stripes. I'm picking the Bengals this weekend. You know, it, it's going to be close, but after that absolute molly whop in the Bengals tick, I think you're going to be hearing a lot of touchdown Ravens, and Lamar Jackson's going to line them up. I hate Harbaugh's Bengals. All right, another great game this week. Texans at the Redskins, two division leaders of bad divisions. I'm going Redskins at home in the D.C. Granted, Redskins have a great defense. However, the ceiling for the Texans' offense is sky high. Deshaun Watson can go from mediocre to a, to beyond incredible levels. I'm taking the Texans over the Redskins this weekend. I'm going bold prediction. 150 rushing yards, two touchdowns. He's gone! He's gone! And Adrian Peterson and the Washington Redskins are going to knock off the Texans. I hate Dan Schneider. Love J.J. Watt. Go Texans. Vikings at the Bears, a game that I actually have a bet with for Danny on. It's going to be the Bears in a close one, 20-17 to 17 Bears at home. Vikings offense, they're too highly powered, high, highly powered. You have a great running game in Dalvin Cook, Gabe, and also in the receiving core, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. 
I'm taking the Vikings in Soldier Field in Chicago. You can ask many people. I said right before the draft the Bears were going to win the NFC North. But in this game, the Bears are going to win it 35-10. to 10. Ooh, Ouch. I've got the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Monday Night Football, Chiefs at the Rams. Who's the better team in the NFL? It's the Chiefs. Looking at the Rams... They have the better defense of these two teams. Let's let's admit, both Rams, the Rams and the Chiefs' offense, are beyond incredible. But the Rams' defense has more potential. I think they will show up to make enough plays to earn the win. I'm taking the Rams in this marquee Monday night matchup. I'm going with my homie Mahomes. Touchdown, Kansas City. Yeah, uh, Rams have a better defense to me, and they have a much smarter offensive guru. We're going with the Rams. Let's go local Seahawks at the Panthers next week. Again, we're not going to be on the show, so we got to talk about the Seahawks next game in Carolina. I'm a big homer, big Seahawks fan. Carolina's going to win this game by a touchdown. I can't see it happening. Seahawks are traveling on the road, an early morning start, and West Coast teams struggle in early morning games. I'm taking Carolina in this one. You know, normally I would trust Seattle in situations like this, but I know that Carolina is – close enough to where they could take on the Saints for the South, and I think that Carolina is going to go into the saying, we need to keep pace. So I think Carolina takes the dub at home. Kim Newton can eat it. Go Hawks. Packers at the Vikings next week. Packers looking a little rough after that Seahawks loss. Vikings at home. I'm going to take them, pushing the Packers officially out of the playoffs next weekend. In 2013, the Packers were 4-6, and six, and Aaron said, R-E-L-A-X. I think A-Rod's going to get the job done. I'm picking the Cheeseheads. Go Pack Go. What year was that? What year? 2013. Oh, okay. 2015, pardon me. Anyway, uh, I got to go with Minnesota. The home team, I mean, they are really dominant in that building. Unless the Saints come and play. But, uh, no, the it, Vikings are going to win. More consistent. Vikings side with Vikings. And didn't the Vikings win that game, Gabe? No, Saints won 30 to 20. <laughs> We're talking about this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about the games that matter. Shh, we don't talk about Digs! Did you make your pick, Will? Oh, yeah. I side with the Vikings. Vikings. My brethren. Okay. Finally, last NFL game we're p- going to pick, the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans next week. A good AFC South matchup. Might come down to whoever wins this game wins the division. I got the Texans at home in a close one. That's the key word, at home. I'm taking Houston and Deshaun Watson in that strong defense. I'm going to say that they ride off of the energy from New England. Touchdown, Titans! Yeah, Texans are winning this. They got a better defense and a slightly better offense. All right, quick fire NBA picks. We got to get out of here in a minute, so we're just going to go right through them. Nuggets at the Pelicans. I got the Nuggets. Nuggets, more complete team. Pelicans. Pelicans. Jazz at the Celtics. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz, even though the Celtics just had a good, uh, good win. Brad Stevens coaches the Celtics. I'm taking Boston. The Boston Celtics. I ride with Stevens. Another Utah Jazz game later this week. They're going to Indiana to take on the Pacers. I'm taking the Jazz again. They're, they're going to get hot. I'm taking Utah on this one. Yeah, Jazz. jazz. Utah. And then later in the week, Nuggets at Bucks. Giannis, too much for those young Nugs. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Giannis. Giannis! Yep. He's a freak. All around the room. Pelicans at the 76ers. Trust the process. 76ers. Second that. Jimmy Butler's on Philly. Sixers are winning this one. 
I can hit better free throws than Markel Fultz. I'm going with the Pelicans. Sixers. Lakers at the Cavs in a LeBron homecoming game. Lakers still too much for the Cavs. Miracles can happen. I'm taking the Cavs. Honestly, he, he took what I was going to do. Yeah, Cavs. They're going to play with emotion. LeBroni. Yep. Blazers at the Bucks. Portland. Easy. Blazers. Let's go, Zers. Thunder at the Warriors. I got the Thunder. This is the make or break season game for the Warriors. I'm taking the Thunder in this one. I'm going to say that Kevin Durant hits 10 threes and the Warriors are going to win. The war- the Warriors are going to win. Steve Kerr is going to come out at halftime and start playing. Finally next week, oh, the game, the, the Western Conference defining game so far this season. Portland Trailblazers traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. Portland takes this. Can you touch the – oh, the Blazers are too hot. I'm taking Portland. Uh, Golden State by 30. Yeah, Rip City is going to get ripped apart, Golden State. All right, we'll be right back with the Sports Rodeo. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sports Central here on 88 One The Berg. You're listening to 88 One The Berg, your music central. It's DJ BWT. We're out here talking today about how much we hate sports. Sports is just the absolute... Oh my gosh, our radio DJs just don't get it. Sports broadcasting is much bigger than music. When's the last time Taylor Swift made you feel like watching Tom Brady get sacked? And even though Rick Ross looks like a defensive tackle, he can't entertain you like Vince Wilfork in overalls. This is it, Chief. The show you've been waiting for, Sports Central, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Ugh, Austin, you're such a meathead. Shut up, Benito. Central on 88.1 The Bird. It's your favorite time of the week, Saturday mornings at 10.45. It's time to wrangle them up, Cowboys. You guys haven't done the rodeo yet. It's just been, I'm the only one in here that's done the rodeo so far this year. Yeah, but it's our time. Pretty much. It's your guys' time. Time to pick topics out of a hat that 88 Won the Berg members drop in over the course of the week. Danny, take your pick out of the cowboy hat for the sports rodeo topic. Hope I pick a first uh, first uh, good one. Gabe, 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 get your topic. <laughs> Will, get your topic, bud. And whatever we pull, we're talking about. Danny, what do you got? Ooh, this is a good one. Of the last 15 first overall NBA draft picks, who would you pick first other than LeBron? Uh, can well, we can we pull up? Well, the, let's uh, look. Yeah, let's look at the last the 15 uh, number one draft picks other than LeBron. Starting in 2003, 15 years ago, LeBron James, number one. After that, I'm just going to go right down the list. Dwight Howard, Andrew Bogut, Andrea Bargnani, Greg Oden, Derek Rose, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, DeAndre Ayton. I vote we push back a couple years just for Kwame Brown. But, no, it's it's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a freak. Yeah, it's not even close. He's a big. He can shoot. He plays really good defense. He runs around. I got Anthony Davis as well. Best big man. Well, looking at this list of who we got, we got Dwight Howard, Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving. But there's one man that stands out above the rest, and only one man out of these 15, besides LeBron, that has won an MVP, Derrick Rose. However, you guys are rolling your eyes already. His consistency is not there. 
I agree with you guys. Anthony Davis hurt. is the is the front runner out of all these guys. Why? Because he can play defense, he can block shots, he can steal, and he can score. He can score a bunch. So in reality, the the answer is quite easy. It's Anthony Davis, wouldn't it, Austin? Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. I'm going Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving makes a difference on the court where Anthony Davis does not. Kyrie Irving has the ability to be that player on a team that put brings everyone together, gets them into the playoffs, gets them into the finals, wins them the finals. Uh, oh, yeah. no, my goodness. No, I agree. Look he at that final shot by Kyrie. No, he should have been the MVP of the 16 finals. Yes. He should have. Oh, my You're proving goodness. his point, Gabe. I know. I mean, I it's it's so close. I would take Anthony Davis just because I think he's more of a physical freak in the paint, and I like big men. Gabe, like, I'm you're a, fueling, you're putting fuel on his fire. That's fi- I, I, I am on care. fire. That's Thank you, Danny. Well, I don't know about that. I heard some of your football picks, but all right. Plus, Come the on, unibrow Gabe. is just sexy. Come on, guys. Oh, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, he didn't bring him I don't to care that. About he helped him win for sure, but he's the second best player on that finals team. Come on. It didn't seem like Anthony Davis really was wanted where he's at now, but Boston really wanted Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and why is that? he hasn't done it's anything? It's a different for team. Him. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, for yeah, him. What true. has he done for him? Name one I, thing he's done for them. I haven't seen an Anthony Davis player uh, team in the finals. He got him well, farther he for in the, the playoffs than Kyrie Irving. Supporting Kyrie Irving hasn't done mark? anything for that team. Brad what? Stevens is the goat. Come on now. Don't what, even get me what started. What has he done? Kyrie hasn't done anything. He got hurt. Brad Stevens took Terry Rozier to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> to a game seven. Terry Rozier. I don't even know where he went to college because that's how irrelevant he is. I, I don't care what Terry teams Rozier. around him. I'd rather, I don't care what the coach is even. I'd rather have Kyrie Irving, the younger guy, getting setting, setting your team up for the future. Anthony Davis is a guy you want on your team <laughs> to try and get your team into the playoffs, whatever. Try and get your team in as an eight seed. Kyrie Irving's that guy that's going to get you up to the top four seeds. Anthony Davis, by himself, without LeBroni, has won more title or not more titles, more playoff series, if you will, than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has not won a single playoff series without LeBron, to my understanding. That's it. End of discussion. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Hey. Davis. The his rookie, his first two years before LeBron. Kyrie's team was pathetic. They didn't even make playoffs. Well, he was also really young. He didn't really know how to run a team. Well, now we're, we're we'll, we'll get to see a little taste of of who he really is because this will be his first full season besides his first two years as a pro so you with should, Al LeBron. So I'm not really expecting anything for at least another year or two because he needs to develop chemistry with that team. Well, he's been with the team. He, he remember he was there last year. Well, yeah, but there's you got to be on the court playing though. You got to develop that kind of. Chemistry. They've got the best coach. They're gonna go out and probably win the East. But it's Anthony Davis. He's a big man who can shoot and play great defense. How about yeah. this NBA Finals, the Brow against the Celtics? And you're crazy. <laughs> I don't even think the Pelicans will even come close. Not a chance. Well, the Warriors are are not gonna be there. All right, you're Gabe. crazy. Gabe's uh, topic from the sports rodeo hat. What, what was, was it? it? All right. I got uh, who is the best WNBA player? Ooh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here best we go. WNBA player in the WNBA, the beautiful WNBA. The beautiful Elena Deladon. She's big. She can shoot. She can dribble. 
and she plays a decent defense. She knows how to win titles. She brought Delaware close uh, with no one and only lost to UConn. Lena Deladon, easy. And not so fast. When you win three WNBA titles, you are a two-time finals MVP. And when someone labels you as the Michael Jordan of the WNBA, you have five scoring titles. You were the MVP in 2009, and you are the all-time leading scorer in the WNBA. I find it impossible to believe that Diana Taurasi is not the best player in the WNBA. Homer. Seattle Homer. Sue Bird's nasty, dude. I got that Sue girl, Bird. She, she's you a freak. She's a freak, dude. Are you? Do you watch her? No. Gosh, man, she could play it's on the Knicks for crying out loud. I watch it better than the Knicks. And that's it. You gotta watch the Storm, man. You gotta mm, represent. Good. Nah, I'm fo- I'm following Why? Elena Della Don and Candace Barker. No. Same same reason that uh, we don't root for the Portland Trailblazers. Is no. why you don't root for the Storm? No, I don't root for the Storm because I just don't pay attention to the Storm. I watch these girls play. Well, these women, excuse me, that's inappropriate. These women play very good basketball in college. And I just kind of kept following them. This is, I don't watch the WNBA for a team. If I'm going to watch the WNBA, I'm going to watch for a player and a player that I like. And I like Elena Deladon and I like Candace Parker. Your other guy, other girls, women, uh, it's not my cup of tea. I don't, I don't like the way they play. Superbird's still incredible. How do you, I got Superbird. It's a homer pick, whatever. I'm okay how with you, that. Yeah. How do you go against all, all these accolades and awards for Diana Taurasi? How do you go against that? Sue Bird in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> when she just dominates. Three WNBA championships for t- for Diana Taurasi. How many does Sue Bird have? I thought she had two. I think she has two. Basically the same. Three over two. Yeah. Oh, who's geez. the Who's the all time leading scorer in the WNBA? Same opponents consistently on a yearly basis. Different than than other arguments we've had on this show. That's right. Hot WNBA talk. Woo! Who's the goat? Superd. Superd. <laughs> yeah. Tarasi, any day. Don's uh, where's Brianna up. Stewart at? An NBA team. She's good too. An oh, NBA team has hired amazing. a WNBA player. That's how good Superd is. They have hired her as like a coach of something. Well, yeah, because I mean, she's front a office. Great, she's a great basketball she went, she player. Went to the, she, she went to the Nuggets. Basketball. She went to the Nuggets front office. Yeah, she knows basketball. Yeah, she, 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 be I mean, where she, she knows it better than the New York Knicks or Orlando Magic at this point. Yeah. The standard. For all basketball players growing up in in years past, I want to be like Jordan. I want to be like MJ. Be like Mike. Be like Mike, exactly. And for Diana Taurasi to be called the Michael Jordan of the WNBA, how do you not want to be like al- her? Although, I'm not sure if I would, would want to be called, you know, the fourth best player in NBA history. Like Jordan. So. Uh, we, well, that's another argument for another day, but we'll just flash the six rings and Diana Tarasi Tura- did not play for the Storm. That's why she's not the best of all time. Who'd so she play it's, for? It's a local bias thing. Wait, what? Who did she play for? Who did she play for? She played. She she played for Phoenix. For Phoenix. Yeah, but we get. Oh, we're we're on radio. Sense. We get to support Seattle. Sense. Storm Bird. Yeah. Win. Sue Bird. All right, Will. What's your topic out of the hat? Well, I've got this, I guess you would say it's a horrible, deranged little topic, dog surfing. So for those of you who don't know, they actually have a dog surfing league. They have dog surfing championships. I love the league. 
you're crazy. I have seen this. It is animal abuse. Those dogs are terrified. Whoa. They are terrified. So I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I don't consider horse racing animal abuse. No, because that's not a horse being shoved on a surfboard no. trying to hang ten. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Cowabunga, dudes. A I horse have... can't drown on a, hair sh- a, r- a racetrack. He made yeah. me experience high tide. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I am a passionate fan of dog surfing. <laughs> My favorite dog is Good this dog named Abby Girl. She arrived on the scene. Okay, this is what's ridiculous about Abby Girl. What? I don't mean to cut you off, but she won the spirit of the like event trophy she in the also last participation. Participation she, awards. She won, she won like the Mr. Hustle. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> she was like an also you forgot, was there. You Team forgot the spirit. No. You, you forgot the first two competitions. Who won the first two competitions in a landslide? It was Abby Girl. What a trick did she do? Staying runner. on the board? <laughs> she has great balance on the water, and she's able to ride some Probably of the slickest waves you could ever imagine. Something her guardian forced on her. I bet I bet she didn't even get extra kibble for it. Oh, what? They don't you even have a say. She did. No, no, is, they don't even have a say. That's her favorite meal. I heard a report meal. on ESPN that said she did not get that kibble. This is animal abuse. They're sticking it's these poor dogs in the water. What if they get hit by a riptide? And, and they're so away? small. They're so small to the to them. It's like a tsunami to us. Oh, here, go ride a, a surfboard in a tsunami, human. These sure. dogs what if someone know just how did to, that to swim. Us? I no, know because I no. watch these things. They fall off. I the board. watch it on pet TV. They're, they're doggy every paddling summer. for their life. Oh my goodness! They are as soon as their board hits any semblance of land, they are sprinting onto the land. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, I, no, would be, I would be. Have you watched these competitions? Yeah. No, because I have a life. Well, I actually watch well, this yeah. stuff. <laughs> I look. This is what happened. I found out about this. I googled it because someone was talking about it in the office. Clearly, they put it in the hat, and so I had to look it up. These animals are terrified. This is worse than putting an animal in a zoo. This is worse than SeaWorld. Whoa, 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 whoa! Think of all the training I these agree. dogs have to go to. And they know how to this competition. The training they is to stay to still. Swim to, for just crying out stay loud. still and no. pray that you don't fall off. They, That's abuse. They look yeah. terrified. They're sticking them on there. I don't know why this isn't a bigger deal in PETA's world. PETA is fake for not going after dog surfing. You have not watched an actual competition. A dog has no say whether or not he wants to I don't ride want a to watch I take a dog time suffer. out of my training regimen for tennis just to watch the dog surfing competition. I don't, I don't want to watch a dog suffer. I think Old Yeller, has got, he had a better life than these dogs do. And he had rabies, darn it. I think, right? I don't know. I know I the shot. I think so. Doesn't matter. The one dog with the blue mohawk, that was kind of dope. Other than that, this is a terrible sport. It's uh, first off, it's not a sport, but the fact that people I do it is animal abuse. It's not animal abuse. It's, it's a sport. It's a sport. No, mm, it's no, a sport. It's no, it's I judged. don't know about that, Austin. It's I might, judged. I might love watching it. It's not a sport. I'm sorry. It's a competition, and there's a winner. It's That's a competition. Sport. So there's other competitions. Do you call cheerleading a sport? There's competitions for that. Cheerleading is a sport. Are you kidding me? What? Com- cheerleading is a competition. Cheerleading wait, 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 That's wait, coming sport. from a cheerleader. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to uh, the CW marching band. We're a, band. We're a sport. Marching I mean, band is hard. a sport when it's you go core. to a competition and you win best oh, drum we, line we, or we best be marching band. We be taking them dubs every time. Sport. 
competition. What? Marching band is a sport? Yes. yes. A competition. League of Legends is a sport. No, it is not. No. No. Absolutely not. I don't know. We what have that to is. call a state of emergency is, sure. for this level game. of ridiculousness. No. Thank you. It's a video game. It's not oh, a sport. Good. Yeah, we like that no, lot. It's not. It's yeah. not. Stop it. Shut up, Carol. League this of is Legends is no. one no. of the quickest growing sports in I'm the USA. I'm calling Jay Inslee. No. This is ridiculous. This Jay Inslee is... isn't going to help you. There's probably legislation being passed right now to call it officially a sport. And it's going to be fantastic, no. unbelievable. Anything, anytime you have a competition between it's two or more parties and a clear-cut winner, that, that is considered a sport. You're no, calling... it's a competition. No. It's a competition. A competition is a sport. No, you're it's saying, not. You're saying a sport. Uh, yeah, I don't know an about activity, that. an activity where you're there's just a winner. sitting down, like is what? a sport. Like what? Chess. Yes, chess is a sport. No, chess it isn't. Chess is a sport. Yes. No, it isn't. What kind of training do you have to do for it? You can be a big. You fat have to blocker. research There's what moves to do. Training for sure. Oh, I gotta drink I'm not my water. I'm not this saying chess it's not match hard. is too hard I'm for me. I'm just saying it's not a sport. The number one chess player in the world, I guarantee you, has played chess for over ten thousand hours, and that's wait, what. And that's why he's wait a, a nerd. Wait a minute. Are you one of those people who says that golf's not a sport? No. Golf is a sport. Oh, Why? Right, What's the difference right. between golf and chess? Because there's set rules and I it's mean, not There's set rules in chess. Hold on. Physical. And, no, and you have to be active. You no, have to be active. You have to be. So here's the thing. You have to be active. There's set, like, scoring. There's set rules. There's no Go- okay. Time activity out. in chess. Time out. Golf is not active. Continue. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're, you're walking, walking a course. You're walking a course. That's you the same as moving about, a chess piece. Hold up, hold up. It's the motion where you 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 hit the ball. The motion where you move the chess piece. The motion where you move your hand on a controller. Oh my because goodness! It's no. the style you of how you move a chess piece. Is it because you're ah. afraid you of getting it? carpal tunnel as you move your pawn to C3 one more time? Whoa, whoa, Goodness. whoa! Do you lock whoa. your pinky C3? finger on the Watch piece or what? No. For a golf swing, you have to look at all the components. You have to put in up. 10,000 hours of practice to get good at it to beat other people. Same thing with chess. No. Yes. No. That is ridiculous. Chess a is sport. a mental sport where golf is a physical sport. No. Sports mental are Video sports. games are mental sports. No, they're mental not. Mental sports? You put as much time in on League of Legends to get good at it as golf players put in golf, as football players put in football. While you're no, practicing you football, no. while you're practicing football every day, no. there is a League of Legends team out there practicing League of Legends every day to get better as that a team and, make and a win sport. prizes. I think it has to be physical. It More doesn't physical make it a sport. That. Give me a give me a mental sport, a it's real mental have sport. Some there isn't any any video game I mean, that has I mean, an official a competition. Video game? Any video game that has sitting down on your rear, moving a controller, using your brain that you had to train. That's okay. What's okay, Sudoku or whatever it's called? Sudoku? That's a that's a mental sport too. Then no, it's according not. To you're your not competing. Logic. You're not competing because you're using your head knowledge. No, you're not competing. The uh, Sudoku you're legends you're using okay. your head wait, knowledge wait, wait, wait. to compete. The Sudoku wait. championships. That's Sudoku. a sport wait. by your oh, yeah. right. If there's a championship will, for it, then it's a sport. I yeah. Give, <laughs> I will give Austin this credit. I don't. I mean, okay. So I I think that sports do have to be physical at some point, but he is right to where. Sports do have championships and competitions, and technically they are competing. There is a winner and a loser, so I I, I kind of sit in the middle, more leaning towards you got to be physical. Not but Austin is right; there is competition to it. There is just is because there's competition <laughs> doesn't mean it's a sport. Okay, come on. Really. Thank you for listening to Sports Central this week. We have will not be here next weekend, but the weekend after that, we'll be back here in the 88 Wonderberg Studio. So for Will Ortner, Gabe Strasbaugh, and Danny DeBach, I'm Austin Lane. 
Have a wonderful Saturday afternoon, Ellensburg. We'll see you guys in two weeks here on Sports Central on 88.1 The Bird.